Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Victory Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and be a part of the program on Facebook Live and YouTube. Some of you may be asking, why is it a Victory Tuesday? Because the East Carolina Basketball Pirates just had their best non-conference win in, I don't know, over a decade. A huge win today over the Toledo Rockets. And we'll talk about why that was a good win for Mike Schwartz's team for multiple reasons coming up on today's show in fact we'll go out live to estero florida and talk to the voice jeff charles he's been on the call the last couple of days east carolina is playing in the gulf coast showcase i believe they are calling it pirates losing to indiana state yesterday knocking off toledo earlier today they got one more game coming up in florida on wednesday at 1 30 we'll talk about the voice as uh see how the weather maybe him and michael perry are poolside when we talk to uh, Jeff coming up at around 3.30. Mike Mullis will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. I'm sure a spirited discussion, as always, with Mully. I think he is a Dana Hogerson fan just because nobody else is. So uh, he says he wants to talk about the greatness of Dana Hogerson <laughs> coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll do that. Ryan Wallen from Al's Daily will join us coming up at 4.30. He runs the 24-7 account, covers Temple Sports. So we'll talk to Ryan about this team that ECU will be facing on Saturday in Philadelphia coming up at 4.30. And Bryce Williams, uh, disappointed with the Pirates on Saturday. We'll get his thoughts on that one. Look ahead and... Uh, I think we'll do a Thanksgiving draft with Bryce Williams. We will draft our our perfect Thanksgiving plate coming up at five o'clock Dang. with Bryce. That's, That's gonna hard, be a hard to decide. Tonight's show, Troy, might go on to about seven thirty as we I, wait you on Bryce. Tell me this ahead of time. I I'm stuck between mashed potatoes and yams. I probably should send a text now that you mention it and tell him to just have some Thanksgiving thoughts in mind. Is that a third or fourth round pick? <laughs> You know what? Now that I think about it, this could be a disaster <laughs> yeah. coming up at 5 There are a lot extra time. Oh, boy. All right, so uh, we will get to that. Troy D. is alongside the man of Chan. Chandler Honeycutt's here. Shirley Rhodes as well on a Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Hello, Good Troy D. Pirates 4-1 on the basketball season. Currently the uh, best winning percentage sports team we have at East Carolina right now. Um, Could be true. What's the women's record, Charlie? They're either four and one or five and one. So either way, basketball is king in Greenville, North Carolina. Basketball school, we're talking about. They're four and one. All right, so two four and one basketball tied teams. for the best winning percentage on campus right now. Men, oh uh, Chandler, are we in program? Dang! I oh, just had a great open. God, we did great open. Yeah, Jeez, you've had, you've, you've had better. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. No, All that right. was a great open. That was a great open. Top five open all time. But that, At least our radio audience heard it. The yeah. radio audience heard it. This one's on me. This is not on Chandler or anyone else. It's on me. So I'm taking it. 
uh but anyway for our friends on facebook and youtube we got jeff charles coming up at 3 30 to talk hoops we got mike mullis at four to talk dana holgerson we got uh ryan wallen at 4 30 to talk temple we got bryce williams at five to talk pirates and thanksgiving there's dang, your recap dang and east carolina basketball is where it's at troy d yeah pirates so are hot. pirates win they are red hot they've won one in a row <laughs> but four out of five well, in this team, if you take the votes they were receiving, I believe, what, 32 in the country, if you want to look at it that way? Toledo was receiving votes. Thir- 16 ECU votes. Knocked off the 32nd ranked team in the nation today. 30, when's the last time ECU beat a ranked team like this? Probably Probably number years five. ago. Number five, Houston. Houston. Good point. Yep. I, was, I was just seeing if you remember. We remember. We're, we're basketball In guys. an empty Menchie's Coliseum. <laughs> and yeah. just like today... If an empty coliseum. If we can get these teams, these ranked teams, on an empty uh, neutral site, yeah. it's over. Forget it's about it. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Pirates are deadly in empty coliseums. Against ranked teams. Against ranked teams, yeah. And the Pirates are a second-half team. I've done the work, Troy. I was in the lab today. Good stuff, by the way. <laughs> Went in the lab. And I've got some numbers for you. Are you ready? I am. East Carolina in the second half of games this season. Crank it up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> God, that oh is obnoxious, gosh. whoever is outside right there. They, they have outscored opponents in the second half, 238 to 173. Wow. East Carolina has outscored opponents by a combined 65 points in the second half. And your Pirates are scoring 47.6 points per second half this season wow i mean second half team crazy numbers definitely the best start the pirates had in a uh, in a basketball game this year so far yeah was today they started the game off five for five from three-point land and then they ended the this uh first half with a toledo 13-0 run and then it looked like it could be a opposite where ecu would slip up in the second half instead they got hot in the second half like they've done all year i mean there was i remember we did our watch along today there was like five straight possessions where the pirates were finding the bucket and not only like a two point it was a three point uh shot knocking them down javon small and uh other pirates rj felton was knocking down some threes uh, down the stretch huge win today for the pirates monster win looking at the numbers on the ube stat sheet javon small once again leading the way for the pirates playing big he had 24 points seven assists to just two turnovers and something yesterday that killed the pirates in a four-point loss they missed 14 free throws can your soups today very good at the line 18 of 22 javon small was nine out of ten himself brandon johnson the walking double double at 14 points 10 rebounds 14 for rj felton 12 for Jaden walker in the victory so now east carolina will play the winner of the norse troy d which is uh northern kentucky northern kentucky the norse i was just gonna say we well, i was gonna do a throw it around to see if anyone knew their nickname well i said the norse i know before you said that oh, okay yeah well that, we can do I, ut arlington then uh ut arlington the antelopes that would be cool if they were. In fact, they should probably go to that. Now, they're... The Anteaters? Their mascot is a horse head. Okay. Uh, the, the Godfathers. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that was wow. a reference to the movie. <laughs> That'd be cool. With a horse head. Mustangs. No, no, and it's not... Their nickname is not a horse name. 
Hmm. I heard it while ago. But it is Wildcats. Thank. <laughs> <laughs> but thank Texas. Texas, uh, long like in steer, fact, steers. In fact, this is not. This is not original at all. Because where is Arlington? Is Arlington Arlington's near a, Dallas? Uh, I believe so. The Stars. Close Cow- Cowboys. Uh, very close the the boys you're all over it the cows it's not the stars it's not the cowboys it's the the boy cows it's not the dallas stars it's not the dallas cowboys it's the mavericks mavericks Mavericks. good grief the mavericks shirley is not even paying attention and she got it yeah i'm over she she went mavericks she's always always listening hurry up you morons oh my gosh move on it's mavericks Man. Yeah. So it could be the Norse, could be the Mavericks coming up at one thirty. Chandler and I will once again jump on uh, Facebook and YouTube tomorrow afternoon. That was fun. That was fun. We'll do it for the third straight yeah. day in a row. Just remember to hit the button back. We will hit the button. Yes. Again, we I forget every time. And I'm we sorry. aren't watching the game because we don't have Flow Sports. We are following game that, traffic. Oh, the ever popular Flow Sports. Flow. <laughs> um, I've heard that the broadcast, as you would probably expect, is not good. Yeah. Is not good. All right, so. let's get way too hype for this basketball team. Adam says ECU now. WarrenNolan.com has them at a 136 RPI projected 18 and 12 record this year. I mean, oh, and really just a few plays away from being 5 and 0 right now. Wait, let's season. not do this trip. clip. Undefeated. Can you imagine an no, undefeated no, Pirates season don't continuing do right here? Don't do this. This close to that. I happening. will say. You want to do that with football again? You'd love doing that last week. You want to do that again? I mean. You say plays for football, but if you think about it, it's just a few free throws, right? Correct from yesterday. Yeah, really. That's the difference—the margin of error between an undefeated season right now. They've also been down by a million to every team. They could easily be zero and five. That's our thing, Clip. We could be zero and five right now, guys. Way to be, but we're not. I know we're four and one. Good teams find a way to win. Well, they didn't yesterday, so they're not a good team. Overall, they are. All right, (laughs) right now we're four and one. Let's take that record. Let's accept that. I'm excited. I don't, I'm not accepting it. it. I want to be five and zero. <laughs> we should be five and zero, and I'm not accepting four and one. All right, fine. I'm not watching ECU basketball the rest of the year because of that loss. That yesterday. loss yesterday took you out. I, I mean, this was supposed to be a dream season in the first year of Mike Schwartz, and it got ruined yesterday. I will say, even the loss has been close, so it's not like we got blown out by nope. anybody yet. Not you know? yet. Nope. Very. I mean, we were a nine point also. underdog yesterday. I only lost by four. We were an eleven and a half point dog today, and one by eleven. Yeah. But you so. talked about Javon Small, career high yesterday with 27 points, comes back today and scores 24. Yeah. He has been the leader so far this year for the Pirates. No doubt. We will talk about that with Jeff Charles coming up at 3.30. All right, that is hoops here on a Tuesday. Troy, where's this uh, football team's head at on this Tuesday? Well, uh, after talking to the guys, I mean, I, I think they're ready to move on, obviously. They want to put uh, – last saturday behind them as quickly as quickly. possible uh temple you know here all right here's the deal with uh with temple do you know the series overall series record how many um, games we played all right well i had it right in front of me let me flip it do over. you know it uh, i believe it's 19 let me just confirm very all quickly right. um here it is um oh boy geez. here it is all right it is uh we have played a total of 19 times all right uh so temple went on a run between 
I guess, 14 and 19, where they beat the Pirates every time. We've won the last two. Mm. So that would put us at you know, five and two. I'm going to say we dominated before that. So I'm going to say East Carolina has won either 11 or 12. I'm going to go 12 and oh. seven against Tom. Right. Chan, you want to take a step? I'll go. I'll go like 10 and nine. All right. Well, one of you has it exactly correct. And that one of you is not our sports guy. It is Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) ECU is leading the series all time, 10 to nine. Uh, The the good news is the last two games, as you mentioned, Clip, East Carolina has won in 2020. That was the COVID year in front of how many people, folks? In front of 100 in attendance. East Carolina won 28 to 3 against their seventh string quarterback. Remember, they almost the, didn't the, play the game. The COVID game. Yeah. yeah. That was in uh, Philly. And then last year, here in Greenville, in front of uh, almost 33,000 fans, ECU game. 45 to 3. The so, exact um, score of last week's game. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, uh, East Carolina, you know, with a little win streak the last couple of years, that doesn't matter for this year, obviously. Every year is unique. But, what does uh, matter is we finally snapped the Temple curse. Correct. We needed a, an international pandemic to do it. That is correct. But we got it done, but, and now we can breathe easy when we play Temple. We're yeah. not freaked out by them anymore. And I guess that curse started, and every time we go up to Philly, I think of this game back in 2014, mm. probably the worst weather game in the history of ECU football, and then you put the ball on the ground like five or six times. Five turnovers for the Pirates. Pirates were having a great year that year. Um, we were and right we, in that the game. team forgot the the uh, this was a different regime back then, but the they did not bring the what I would refer to as the cold weather gear. Uh, so the team like froze that game. Uh, it was it was a November game, and it was very cold up in Philadelphia, and we lost twenty to ten that year. That would really kind of derailed. That was a tough loss that season right there. Anyway, uh, here's a stat to consider clip for EC football. Jay has a stat to consider. He says we're actually nine and wait. Jay said Temple had to forfeit one game because Paul Palmer was ineligible. Interesting. Well, well, here's the deal on the forfeit. The stats to consider. Um, Back in, this would be in uh, 1986. There was a forfeit victory due to an ineligible Temple player. So that uh, goes to, I guess. That goes to us. Yeah. All right. But the result of the game was, according to the the stats, I guess they gave us, I guess the score was 45-28, and then I guess they gave it to East Carolina. I I don't know how you, uh, these forfeits are always weird. There shouldn't be a score if it was a forfeit. Yeah, which one is it? They they have an EC 45-28. All right. Well, we'll take the win. And yeah, like if so, I just found it interesting because Paul Palmer uh, joins. Uh, he's been on Pirate Radio quite a bit, talking to Jeff Charles. He's still on their broadcast, or he was last time I checked. So anyway, all right, go all back right. to what you were saying. Uh, stat to consider: uh, If you know this, don't answer it. If you don't know it, I want you to tell me. East Carolina currently in the nation. There's 131 Division One teams in the nation currently. We're in the uh, headed into the final regular season um, weekend here. Total offense, where does the ECU rank in Man. the country out of 131? I know we were up I'll there. I'll give you a guess. It's somewhere between 1 and 131. I know we were up there heading into Saturday and took a massive step back. So I'm going to say we're still 
I'm going to say we're number 38. All right. Chan, you want to? I was going to think in the 40s, so I'm going to go 44. All right. Would you believe if I told you? I'd believe anything you told me. East Carolina in the entire nation is top 25, 24 in the nation in total offense currently. Hmm. Averaging over, um, averaging 452 yards a game. Any idea where we were previously? Because, I mean, that had That's to, pretty be, a ma- that had to right be a there. major step back from what we had on Saturday. So Pirates had to have been up there top 15 at least. Yeah, so top 25 offense for ECU through 11 games. Uh, let's look at the defensive side. You guys want to take a stab where ECU is ranked nationally out of every team in the country on defense? Uh, 68. All right. Jan, you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to go 57. Why would you say that? Well, once again, the non-sports guy gets it on the head. My God. I mean, 57 in the country. Did you already know this one? Well, I did not. I, I did you swear. Cheat? No, you Googled it. Why? I didn't. Uh, I swear. Have you noticed that he's calling you a non-sports guy? I mean, well, I'm trying yeah. to delineate between you and I'm, he, Clip. Well, I mean, a lot of people think I'm not a sports guy. Not a sports I, guy. My job is to each and every day prove that I am a sports guy. And, so right, and right now, I'm proving that I am this See how guy. motivating this is, Clip? Uh, mission He's getting better and better with his answers. Yeah. Like, belittle him is not a sports I used guy. To, I used to be like this with, like, guess the line. I used to be really good at guessing yeah. the line. Exactly. 57th in the country. Pirates averaging, uh, giving up 25 points a game. 25.3 to be exact. Thought those stats were would be interesting for you guys. Thank you for those stats to stats consider. To now, consider. Matt says it's we were number 20 heading into last week. Here's one more for you. Um, this one in the national statistics is called fewest penalties in the country. The title is fewest penalties. So I guess if you have the fewest penalties, you'd be number one in the country. If you have the most penalties, you'd be 131. Where does ECU rank? I'm going to say we're top 10 in that category. We're close to it. I'm going to say we're number nine. Uh, give me seven. East Carolina is third in the nation in fewest penalties. Well, we yeah, had, as we, we learned on as we learned on Saturday, a very important stat. We've been told our entire <laughs> lives know, that fraud. penalties and turnovers matter. Yeah. Well, we won the turnover battle and had no penalties yeah. on Saturday and got waxed. Yeah. Throw out everything your dad told you about football. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can be top twenty-five uh, total offense. Doesn't matter. Top five penalties. Greg Hudson once told me, I remember he said, uh, statistics are for losers. Well, you just named like eight of them. So you're one of the biggest losers I've ever <laughs> met in my life. There's one stat that matters, and that's the scoreboard. Where are we at in total wins out of 130? I'd yeah. say we're right somewhere in the middle. That's an interesting one. I don't know if they track that. Probably in the middle, you're right. Uh, with they just above uh, 500 record. Hey, going into the year, I had seven and five. But you're, uh, and I think one, that's where we're you're one get. win away from accomplishing that. Yeah. I forgot. Well, do you remember what I predicted preseason? I'm, I want to say eight and four. Probably. I yeah. think you said um, eleven and one Peach Bowl year. <laughs> All I remember is your hypothetical records that you keep throwing. I did out. have a lot of hypotheticals. We could. That's be. why we can't remember. There was what you a lot of possibilities of what this year could have been. We could be. Yeah. Could yeah. be. Could be. Um, now I'll just be happy for a winning season. Honestly. Because if you don't win against Temple, you finish the year six and six, which is a non—it's not a losing season, but it's not a winning season. 
you then got to go to the bowl game, and you're either going to have a winning season or a losing season after that. That's a lot of pressure on that bowl game. LZD yep. says, uh, does Keaton go to the NFL next year? Um, he could do that. He could come back. He could go to another school. Yep. There's a lot of options on the table. So let's go around the room. What percentage I do, do I you see, have Keaton returning? He does, he does not go pro. Let me say that. What percentage do you have him returning to East Carolina? I'm going to go 40. I'm going to say 50-50 comes back. You're 50. You're 40. All right, I'm going to go 51. He comes back. 49, he doesn't. That's my percentage right now. There's a yeah. lot of opportunities <laughs> the out more. there. And the problem is, with the way the transfer portal rules work, you get that free pass. And there's a lot of people that would probably love to have him. Yeah. So the, the biggest recruiting job by Mike Houston may not be this incoming class. It may be to keep a few key players returning next year yeah and at the same time he's looking at all the other schools too mm-hmm. seeing who's available out there well we he he could be i haven't said like i can't guarantee he's looking they may be looking at him it's fair or they might not we can't like, guarantee have you talked to him lately like you said that he's looking like it was a fact no, Troy, I'm doing a sports talk radio show. Right, I'm not saying he, he may not be looking. as He may be totally happy. Nobody might be looking at Keaton either. Oh, there's probably people looking at Keaton. There probably is, but yeah. you don't know that. You Correct. haven't talked to him. That's right. So why even do this? I just didn't want to make it like an assumption like he's looking to leave is what I'm saying. I don't think that's fair to him. I'm, I was I, talking about Mike Houston looking at other schools to see what's out there in the Oh, portal. I thought you were talking about Keaton Mitchell. No. Oh, I'm misunderstanding you then. Oh, Mike Houston. And we're all talking hypotheticals here. We don't know any of this stuff 100%. But obviously people are always talking and looking. And well, we don't know that. I think it goes on all the time. We don't know that, though. I mean, if <laughs> I, get, I, I, I know it was some other players that were courted that decided to stay. Hold nailers? Yeah, we've talked to him about it. Right. That's a fact. But we don't know about Keaton. I, I, I don't. Look, I'm just playing current. your game. I, it's true. I'm just playing your game. Right. We don't. But you were talking about Houston looking into the portal. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, right. that, oh, that makes sense. I thought you were talking about Keaton was looking. Whatever. We don't know. We don't know anything for fact. All but but he, look, he's a talented kid. He's got how many years left after this season? He's a COVID two, sophomore, so he's got two to three. Depending, like he could be a jun- play as junior and senior year. Yeah. So I mean, he, I could see him being popular. Can't you? I can't say for a hundred percent certain. <laughs> I, I, I'm not willing to put that out there as fact. <laughs> Stop trying to be like me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm being you, buddy. You want to be you. I want to be you. No, you I, want me to be you. I'm gonna be you then. And I and you be me, and I'll be you. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> I said you. he was. I have more. Per- you said fifty-one percent. That he stays. Oh. You said fifty. I believe in him coming back more than you do. One percent more. Yeah, Rajay Harris. One percent. He'll be back too. But I can't guarantee it. We need to have disclaimers for everything we say from now on. So Troy's okay. Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, good question from Matt, I believe. How many bowl eligible teams did East Carolina face this year? So who's ready to do some research with me? 
NC State is a yes, correct? UCF. UCF. You keep a, a tab on it, Chandler. Cincinnati. We got two right well, let's go. Oh, all right. Old Dominion. Let's go down the schedule and just see who, you know. All right. ODU. I don't know what their record is. I don't either. We'll pass I'm on. checking them up well, right now. It's UCF. Campbell. Hold on. Wait. Which one are we doing now? Are we going down? I was going to go schedule? down the schedule in right. order. We're going to go so down. We, the we schedule. don't miss a team. All right. So we, we, NC State is yes. Right. Old Dominion. We don't know. Well, I'm checking on them right okay. now. They are not going to a bowl. They okay. suck. Campbell okay. is not F. Right. Doesn't count. Navy. No. They are not. Uh, South Florida. Negatory. No. Ooh. Tulane. Tulane. Yes. yes. Tulane. Memphis. Ooh, they are right at it. Let me check. I want to say they got six, if not five. Let's see. They had four when they played us a few weeks ago. <laughs> and then just kept losing games. Uh, let's see where the Tigers are. Football, schedule, six and five. Right, Ball so that's, yes. that's three. Uh, UCF is. Yes. That's four. Uh, BYU. Uh, ooh, I think they're at five. They had a very disappointing campaign. Although they might have won their last one to put them over the top. Let's see. BYU. Football schedule 2022. Six and five. That's That's five teams. Cincinnati. Of course. Yes, six. Houston. Yes, Yes, sir. And then Temple is not. So seven. Seven out of 12. 12. It's respectable. Over now, half you got of the a, teams? A lot of Sixers in there, but... <clears throat> over half of the teams are bowl eligible. Yeah. So what does that say now that you know those numbers? ECU played a decent schedule, I guess. Yeah, I'd say decent, yeah. Fair. That's a fair comment. All right. What do you think? Um, Seven is a good number. Now, how did we do... Now, let's let's run it back. How did we fare against the bowl-eligible teams? NC State, loss. By one point. Next one was Tulane, right? Loss. Uh, South Florida. One. South Florida's not in a bowl That's right. They're not. Tulane, uh, loss. loss Badly. And then we had Memphis. Memphis, uh, four four overtime victory. Barely. Uh, UCF, dub. Yep. Legit win. Who was next? Uh, BYU. Dub. Uh, three-point win yeah Cincinnati loss those are the field loss point, right? and loss so yeah. three and four uh, now that's not good not great yeah so three and four against the bowl eligible teams yeah mm-hmm. crunching some numbers here yeah going we're taking a deep dive here <laughs> into the schedule statistics your end stats if you will a tuesday deep dive yeah. uh john has a thanksgiving question that we'll get to if when we wrap up our uh our numbers talk here anybody else got anything uh i believe i was gonna i like to do uh houston against uh the uh, temple owls uh he is two and one all time against temple mike houston mm-hmm. mike houston personally uh so that would make sense once again temple the owls so who who do you think will win i'm gonna take the perks um we did this with tony last week because tony had a statement similar to this youtuber don't here. they have some busted guarantees too tony uh no we have a busted one against oh, him. okay don't bring it up maybe nope. he'll forget i'm not <laughs> he's not gonna forget but we're gonna owe him a ham next yeah we owe him a ham yeah 
hey we'll get you next we'll get you on the <laughs> yeah, other side that's right um so troy this is from a youtuber that says sounds like a troy d we should go 11 and 1 we're not gonna win the first game next year but we should win all the rest we're playing high school teams all right well let's take a look well, at that I don't, I don't think they're high school teams but they're i definitely do, not. i do feel that the schedule will be a little more watered down than it was this year and there are more winnable games than the, than this year well while we're running through games and things like that let's do it real quick now, i right? hope michigan's the number one team in the country when we go up there so you're pulling for them against ohio state you're pulling for Absolutely. them in the playoffs all the way through 100 percent. yeah i'm with you there all right Troy. And i have a family tie there here is our non-con for next year all right at michigan yeah i mean that's gonna be a loss but i mean could a miracle happen sure it's possible but unlikely marshall thundering herd at home they always play tough on the road at app state Oh, very tough. You could you if you're not careful, you could start the year on three club rock. <laughs> All right. Well, here's our high school eleven and one right. schedule. I'm just being honest. Zero and three. And you know me, I'm Mister Optimistic. How about the Gardner Webb running Bulldogs? Smoke them. All right. Yeah. We. Here's your home conference games next year. Tulsa. Pirates are a favorite. Yeah. Well, again, who's our quarterback? Right. How old are they? Who's our starting running backs? Right. What happens? We'll in be fine at running back. Uh, but but uh, just running through it right now. He, Tulsa at home. Okay. SMU at home. Mm. Tough. Yeah. Tulane at home. Mm-hmm. Charlotte at home. Should be got to win Charlotte. One. Yeah. On the road, UTSA. Yeah, I will be a dog in that one. Yeah. Uh, you think so? Yep. Really? Yeah. Okay. At Rice. I like us at Rice. At FAU. Yes. At Navy always tough yeah always tough i i have a like eight win season just quickly thinking about it okay uh eight and four eight and four so you got to drop to michigan mm-hmm. and then three others somewhere yeah, yeah. well i did it while you were doing it all right i don't i mean i guess it just a quick guess it it what, certainly eight, loosens eight up a little bit because you lose ucf houston those teams but uh again are we going to take a step back or, or a step forward as a football team you know it kind of factors on what we do as well so and uh i think you know obviously the new quarterback will have a lot to say so in that how he plays will determine a lot of this that is correct all right um we got to talk to the voice yeah and we will uh quick ask the owner segment by john moody yeah uh, he was asking, uh, Troy, will we be going to Ann Arbor next year? Currently, my plan, my answer is yes. I do plan to be there. And for those I, that don't know, uh, UTSA, as Jay points out, 9-2 and two and close to the top 25. Mentioned it before. My sister is a Michigan grad and uh, I plan to go with her to the game. Let's go around the horn. John says, what is the one Thanksgiving side you always pass on? I'm going anything in the, the cranberry family cranberry sauce whatever that is beets all that mess no thank you chandler troy no brussels sprouts for me um i'm not a cranberry fan and i'm gonna get this is probably not gonna be popular but i will pass on the gravy Hmm. don't gravy up my dish (laughs) i don't need it if stuff's cooked right it doesn't need extra sauce Hmm. no gravy please yeah i i don't hate that okay but I, I I accept gravy, but I see what you're saying. Like, 
it's it's kind of a an addition it's not like a necessity yeah and, and may, that may not be what he's really asking i would count no. gravy as a thanksgiving side i mean okay. it's it's popular but i can I, I can go with that all right enjoy detroit good seeing you clipper well uh have a happy thanksgiving you too uh i hope everyone has a safe and happy thanksgiving we'll be back with you uh obviously we'll have our live show wednesday best of Friday. Friday, and then uh, be with everybody on the Bud Light pregame tailgate Saturday. Saturday, 9 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll visit with The Voice live in Florida. Pirates, big win today against Toledo. We'll talk about it after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday time for our flight by yingling ecu report brought to you by flight by yingling the next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold and we'll hear some mike houston comments later on in today's show but want to talk some pirate hoops a huge win today against toledo and jeff charles was on the call down in florida he joins us on the pit electric live line we usually talk to jeff on wednesdays but with ecu basketball tomorrow scheduled for 1 30 uh, i don't know if we'd be able to get them and definitely wanted to get them on today to recap this one jeff uh welcome in how you doing down there in florida i'm doing great clip and you're right it was a really good win for the pirates today they got extremely hot in that second half started knocking down threes and go on for an 11 point win over a very good toledo team so the final was 86 to 75 and it was one of the best performances uh, of the year, obviously, and especially on a neutral floor. And so the guys played really well. They played really hard. The defensive pressure was there, especially in the second half. It kind of got their offense going. And I don't know what more we can say about Javon Small. He has had two terrific games back-to-back. He had 27 points yesterday. He had 24 points today. He just lights out. And the guys uh, really played hard today. It was good to see them beat a quality team in Toledo that's picked to win the MAC, a team that won 26 games last year. Uh, their coach a couple of years ago was the MAC coach of the year. They went to the NIT last year, won the regular season MAC championship, then got knocked out in the tournament. But they returned four starters from a 26-win team last year. So. This is a quality win for the Pirates today. It was, and it did not necessarily follow the script of ECU games uh, that we've seen so far this year because the Pirates got off to a good start. Finally, Jeff, and then you saw Toledo go on a massive run. Basketball is a game of runs. We've seen it in all the ECU games so far this season. So how about that, Jeff? The Pirates get off to a good start and still find themselves trailing at halftime. What was that first half like today? 
Well, you're right. They were down one point at halftime, and it was a game of streaks and runs in that first half. And you, you knew Toledo would come back, and they're, they're a really good, solid veteran basketball team, and they were able to put together a run of their own. And so you knew going into the second half that this game was up for grabs, and the Pirates just really, I thought, took the fight to Toledo, especially about midway through the second half. I thought the defensive intensity was great. It really spurred their offense got their offense going, and R.J. Felton knocked down four threes. You can't really count on that from game to game because R.J. is a streaky shooter, but today he was stroking it. And, you know, I'll tell you the other kid that can really shoot it on this team is DeBunjol, and he had uh, he had another good game today. He had three threes in that one. You leave that kid open, and he's going to have a good chance to knock down a shot, and he's also driving the ball to the basket well. So, you know, there are a bunch of heroes in this game today for ECU, but I thought, Cliff, to answer your question, it was the defensive intensity that really did a great job for them. And Coach Schwartz uh, is really, really good with the X's and O's with the defense, and he can talk to you a lot about what they're doing uh, uh, defensively with uh, with what they're trying to get through to these players and build this program on that kind of uh, tenacious defense. And, you know, when the ball's on the floor, you see two or three Pirates going forward. He's really... He's really gotten that message across that you guys are going to have to play extremely hard and you're going to have to really sell out defensively if you're going to have a chance to win these games. Jeff Charles joining us live from Estero, Florida, as East Carolina uh, will have one more game coming up on Wednesday down at the Gulf Coast Showcase, either against Northern Kentucky or UT Arlington. And, uh, and Jeff, you mentioned that second half flurry and uh chandler and i were able to listen to some of the game with you and, and coach perry uh but at that point we were following game tracker and, and kind of talking about the game and all we saw was javon small three javon small three felton three felton three javon three so uh it was just a a flurry there and neither team was really getting stops and and uh as long as east carolina had the lead that was okay so it really it really went from a i guess a defensive game to an offensive game there in the midway uh, part of the second half yeah it really did it was a lot of fun to watch clip i mean both teams were getting the ball up and down the floor and they were making shots and there was a good flow to the game and there weren't a whole lot of fouls being called which you know of course disrupts the flow and you have guys getting fouled and going to the free throw line that was not the case so it was a really fun game to watch and we talked about toledo scoring 75 points and coach schwartz said on our postgame show he's not real pleased with that but when you look at the total uh, work that the Pirates did today defensively, this Toledo team came in, and they were averaging 90 points a game, mm. so the Pirates actually held them 15 points under their average, which is a, a really good really good effort by those guys. So, yeah, I was really pleased to see the, the 86 points on the board, and a lot of guys contributed, and uh, there were some really exciting plays. Brandon Johnson had another double-double clip. That's three straight double-doubles now for Brandon. Now, he got a little bit behind the eight ball in the first half. He picked up a couple of quick fouls, and so he didn't play as many minutes today as he usually does. But, you know, here's another guy that's in the double figures for this ball club, and you've got Felton and Small and Brandon Johnson, and then hopefully some of these other new guys are going to come on and, and score the ball a little bit better. Uh, Walker is an exciting player. He had a big dunk during that run that the Pirates had, and they're trying to get him going offensively as well so there are some good players on this team it's going to take a while to mesh everything together with the holdover guys and with of course the new players who are in but 
the foundation, again, that Michael Schwartz is trying to build with this team is that of defense. And I think we're seeing, uh, seeing some of that so far here. It's a very early sample size, as we all know. There are only five games into this thing. But, again, uh, I think that he is putting his culture in just like we have seen Mike Houston put the culture into the football team at ECU. And you have to change some things sometimes when you come in as a new coach. And I think that's what Coach Schwartz is trying to do, too. Yeah, four and one start for Coach Schwartz and these Pirates as they knock off Toledo today. And I don't know, Jeff. Maybe you thought about it during the broadcast or afterwards. You know, when you look at this win against a non-conference opponent, when's the last time ECU had a non-conference victory uh, like this uh, against a really good team uh, on a neutral side? We're we're kind of trying to come up with one, and I uh, can't think of one in the last few years. Well, I can't really either off the top of my head, Cliff. You know, when you've done this as long as I have, all these years start uh, trying to go together, you know, and you can't remember from one to the next if you don't go to the media guide and look some of them up. So I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But I do know that today was a really good win against a quality opponent. And the Pirates yesterday played another quality opponent in Indiana State and and had a chance to win that game uh, yesterday as well. Now, they dug too big of a hole. They got down 16 with eight minutes to go in that game yesterday, and that was just a little bit too much to overcome. But they did make a nice comeback, and they were still within striking distance in the last couple of minutes of the game. So that was encouraging, too. But going down here in this tournament, you just knew that there were some quality teams in here, and you were wondering how the Pirates would match up. Well, they came close to beating a a good Indiana State team. That team is very athletic, and they can really shoot the ball yesterday. And then today, Toledo's a very similar team to Indiana State, and they, they get the win. So it would be a nice, nice tournament for the Pirates if they could win tomorrow and win two out of three down here. I don't know how many people actually thought that they could win two out of three in this tournament, but if they do find a way to win the game tomorrow, then they'll win two out of three and come back and get ready for Old Dominion in Norfolk on Saturday night. Got the first true road game coming up, as Jeff said, against uh, ODU, a team that East Carolina beat twice last year during the regular season. So the Monarchs will be looking for uh, some revenge coming up on Saturday. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Pirates a winner today. The Jeff Charles tour rolls on from Greenville to Florida up to Philadelphia this weekend for some football. And Jeff, uh, you uh, were able to put that Houston lost behind you quick because you had basketball to call and uh, I know you're ready to, to see this team back on the field they're ready to get back on the field and redeem themselves a little bit from a uh, just a head scratching Saturday against Houston uh, we're all expecting a better performance from the Pirates coming up against Temple oh no doubt about that clip and, and you're right uh, I did not see that one coming nobody did including the players the coaches the fans uh, nobody saw that that uh, pirate football team lay an egg like they did last Saturday. And here we are a few days later, and I, I still can't quite figure it out. I don't think anybody can. I don't know what happened, quite frankly. And I don't think anybody else can either. We expected a game probably in the 30s and a shootout, and I really expected East Carolina to win the game last Saturday in a close game and, you know, like a 38-35 kind of game is what I was expecting. And I thought East Carolina playing at home, playing so well, having a really good year, would be good enough at home to to get by Houston and win the game. Well, obviously that did not happen, and East Carolina had just a very poor performance. And when you get beat 42-3, to 
enough said. You got uh, hammered into the dirt pretty good on both offense and defense. So, yeah, the guys need to bounce back last year, and we talked about it on the postgame show Saturday on the network. Last year this football team was 7-5, and five, and now they've got to go to Temple and win this Saturday to equal what the team did last year with a 7-5 and five record. I think there's a lot of motivation for that, a lot of motivation to have a winning season and back-to-back winning seasons. And we talk about it oftentimes, Clip, and you know this, and ECU fans know this, when you go to Philadelphia and you play Temple, there's virtually nobody in the stadium, and it's late November, and you have Thanksgiving weekend, and you have Temple having a bad year, and the weather is supposed to be pretty decent, actually, for Philadelphia in the end of November, but there will be many people there in a 70,000-seat stadium, and so you really have to kick yourself in the fanny to get going motivationally because the crowd's not going to do anything for you. So this is kind of a gut-check game, I think, for the Pirates coming off that devastating loss, and they're going to have to see if they can put it together one more time, and if they can, 7-5 uh, and five is going to be another winning season, and then you have a little bit of momentum heading into the bowl game, and, and with a victory, you might be able to get a little bit better of a bowl game than if you lose up there and go 6-6. Six and six. So there's a lot to play for, and of course, these seniors want to go out with a winning season, back-to-back winning seasons. They can all puff their chest out about that in future years and say, hey, we were part of what really transpired the change with East Carolina football. And our last couple of years, we had winning seasons with the Pirates. So there's a lot to play for, and I just hope that they come out and have a better effort than they did last week. Jeff Charles joining us. We'll uh, hook up with Jeff. We usually talk to him around an hour and a half before kickoff on game day. So we'll talk to him coming up around uh, 1130-ish on Saturday live from the link as East Carolina will take on Temple. And I saw Igo tweeted out a moment ago, East Carolina basketball will indeed be playing UT Arlington uh, coming up 1.30 on Wednesday. So there's the next opponent, Jeff. And maybe you can get some intel from uh, Riley Davis. He was an assistant there with the Mavericks the last few seasons. So we have a little bit of intel uh, on our opponent tomorrow from uh, an ECU coach. Yeah, that's a really good point, Cliff. I'll tell you what, this tournament has been topsy-turvy. I did not expect UT Arlington to win the game today against Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky beat Cincinnati <laughs> that's right. by 13 points last week. Yeah. And so they're pretty good. We actually stayed and we watched the first half of the Northern Kentucky game with UTM. just getting back to the hotel now. And uh, it was very close. It was 30-30 to 30 at halftime. But I thought, well, Northern Kentucky's maybe a little bit better and uh, they'll put them away in the second half, but obviously they didn't do it, so it's uh, UTA. I don't know if East Carolina's ever played UTA or not. have to go back in the record books and look at that, but I know in previous places I have been, I've seen UT Arlington play, and now that they won the game, I'll tell you a little bit of a note on them from yesteryear. I remember, Cliff, when I was at University of Illinois, and they played UTA in a November game, kind of a warm-up type of game, and they had a coach, and you can look this up, they had a coach named Snake Legrand. Bobby Snake Legrand was the head basketball coach at UT Arlington, and he was quite a character. He wore a cowboy hat, he wore cowboy boots, and so that's what I remember about the Mavericks. I am looking him up now, and uh, wow. What a uh, what a look right there, Jeff. You're right. Google that up, folks. Uh, got an afro to go with it all. 
So that's some uh, some Absolutely. good stuff. He, uh, I remember doing a pregame show interview with him back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite a colorful character, and they got a kick out of him. And uh, I think Illinois beat him by thirty points in the <laughs> campaign. But uh, that's my recollection with UT Arlington. All right. And I was impressed with them, Clip, when I saw them. They've got two big guys who are not just tall, but I mean, these guys are are heavy. I mean, you know, not 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 fat, but they are big, strong. Like I haven't looked them up that much yet. I'm doing my homework here now on them, but you know, they're like six seven, six eight, and you know, like two fifty, two sixty. So they've got a couple of bruisers inside, and they had a couple of shooters that were knocking down threes in that first half. So. Everybody today, Cliff, has players. And you look even at the teams that East Carolina played at home. Mercer had good players. Presbyterian has good players. Hampton had good players. I mean, a number of those guys on all three of those teams could play for East Carolina and Division One teams. So you've got to be ready to go every time you step out on the floor because basketball today, all of these teams have good players. Looking forward to it uh, tomorrow, Jeff. See, the Pirates can win two in a row uh, on a neutral side, which, man, uh, hasn't been done a lot over the years in ECU basketball. Once again, an impressive victory today for the guys, 86-75. to Javon Small, once again, uh, the high man with 24 points for the Pirates. Jeff, uh, you and Coach Perry enjoy your final day there uh, in Florida, and uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday, talk some football with you here on Pirate Radio. Yeah, very busy these days, Cliff, trying to get ready. I'm sitting here now uh, getting ready to do my preparation for the football game. <laughs> Running out of time already here on Saturday with yeah. Thanksgiving and with us leaving on Friday and uh, travel day tomorrow after the game. So got to do some cramming in here tonight and be ready to go for Saturday. And, well. and before we wrap it up, everybody wants to know, what is Jeff Charles's favorite side dish on Thanksgiving? Uh, I just go the traditional route. I just go the traditional route. I'm hoping my wife has a little pumpkin pie, and we'll have our turkey. We'll have family over, and you know, just kind of the same old, same old on Thanksgiving dinner. All right, there you go, Jeff Charles. A little pumpkin pie will uh, suit him well. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great call tomorrow. Hey. All right, Cliff. Thank you so much for calling. All right, there is the voice, Jeff Charles. Happy to be hooking up with him today after a pirate victory on the hardwood. ECU knocking off Toledo. Just saw uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports uh, said, since I declared Toledo my national champions, they have lost by 20 as a 20-point favorite and lost by 11 as an 11-point favorite. So uh, not so fast on the Rockets. East Carolina uh, taking down Toledo today. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up our number one. Hold on. (laughs) Troy wants to throw a challenge flag. I guess we need to call Jeff back. He says, pumpkin pie is not a side dish. It's a dessert. All right, well, text Jeff, not me. (laughs) Hold on. Let's see. All right, y'all start putting it in your brain. So we're going to go like, should we go five or six rounds with Bryce? Like five rounds at least. I say let's plan for six. But but only if he Time permitting. If only if he answers quickly and here's if, what we're, if he drags his feet then we got to go five that's fine that's a good good plan so we are we have a plate and any food is out there available but once somebody selects that food it's gone you can't take it so there's a strategy behind it you're going to be missing out on some of your favorites but you want to make sure you get your favorites early on in the draft so that's how we're going to do it coming up uh, at five o'clock 
Take a time out. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 60,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Boy, call me in the yawn. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live on this Tuesday. Man, well, you go a lot of days where there's nothing happening in the world of sports as far as live games from the time we come in to the time we leave usually those games are played on the you know evenings in the evenings of course uh now is not one of those times it is feast week in basketball and the world cup is going on and as we speak france is celebrating shirley Rhodes a four to one win they just wrapped up <coughs> excuse me against australia so four to one that final as france i think one of the favorites uh wins in this one uh, how about the huge upset this morning well i said this morning dark and early yeah lionel messi and argentina bounced from the world cup by saudi arabia whoa 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 not bounced no, excuse me not yet lost but they are behind the eight ball yes I'll say that yes uh after the last thing you want to do is lose early in the group stage yeah and again i don't know a ton about soccer but i'm gonna say that's a pretty massive upset right it's it's that they are calling it one of the biggest upsets in the world of soccer in terms of the entire history of soccer saudi arabia to argentina uh and of course messi even if you don't know soccer you know that name messi uh for argentina two to one the final there and then you had two nil nil draws uh mexico and poland uh went zero zero as the denmark and tunisia oh, i'm tunisia t-u-n tunisia? yeah tunisia yeah all right they, uh that that locale showed up and lost uh one season that's how i know <laughs> tunisia uh so there are your world cup scores on this tuesday uh let's look at some college basketball scores and of course we were following and watching east carolina knock off toledo earlier today how about maui good grief louisville louisville is zero and four they're playing texas tech right now and the score is 49 to 18 the red raiders all over louisville uh right now going on in maui let's see other games going on right now uh anything of note winthrop has a 34 to 30 lead uh over southern miss and the cancun challenge that would be a fun one to be in so uh winthrop a four point lead at the half earlier today western kentucky beat illinois state let's see anything to note so ut arlington beat northern kentucky 60 to 56 that means they'll play east carolina coming up on wednesday at 1 30 san francisco beat wichita state in the hall of fame classic the dons are 6-0 as they knock off the shocker 67 to 63 it was lsu 73 to 58 over akron games coming up later tonight auburn and bradley play in the cancun challenge at six o'clock 
Uh, Notre Dame and Bowling Green is later tonight. Uh, Temple and Richmond. That'll be a good one coming up on ESPN2 at 7 o'clock. Also, later on tonight, Creighton and Arkansas, two top 10 teams, will play in Maui coming up at 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. And it's got to be another Maui game. Let's see, Syracuse St. John's is later tonight. San Diego State and Arizona in Maui at 10.30. So great day and night of college basketball to follow on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, are we done with the midweek action now that we're in the final week? Let me check. And no, we're not done. A couple of games tonight. Ball State, Miami of Ohio, and Bowling Green and Ohio going on tonight. Uh, rivalry week for college football. Friday games, it's nice to not have ECU playing on a Friday after Thanksgiving this year, playing a Saturday game instead. Uh, Tulane, Cincinnati will play Friday coming up at noon on abc east carolina was in that time slot last year right when they played uh cincinnati yeah and uh it's going to be nice that when i'm done with my black friday shopping i can catch a little football yeah and uh we get an extra day off uh this year i just Uh, i know you gave the score just a minute ago but i do i have it on the uh texas tech louisville game and i just looked at the score yeah rough big time rough uh also nc state north carolina play on abc 330 on friday florida florida state is on abc uh friday night thursday night thanksgiving night egg bowl mississippi state at ole miss oh i'm sorry go ahead nope i was about to wrap up the scores do you have another one no i just wanted to remind you we've got a triple header of nfl games on thanksgiving day and so if you're out and about and uh you can't be near a television you can tune in to uh the three nfl games today uh on thursday we got the bills and lions giants cowboys patriots vikings all three of those games you can hear right here on pirate radio so and then of course our traditional triple header on sunday so you've got for thanksgiving you've got uh three games so you i mean really nfl college hey, basketball Bryce, hang on oh uh, go ahead charlie no 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 go ahead no, I, I got Bryce here. I was going to give him a heads up on what we're going to do. Okay, uh, go ahead. But uh, Bryce, you're, we're on the air right now. I just I didn't want to catch you off guard with something. So, okay. Did you get my text? So I think if we're approaching Seth there's me, Chandler going to do a draft at five o'clock. Didn't want to. Sounds good. All right. So you just so was you're, that English? <laughs> that was Bryce reading my text. <laughs> Just so we're clear, we're going to do a draft. And once you draft a food, for example, uh, and I'll say spaghetti, which is not a, a Thanksgiving dish, but let's say I draft spaghetti, it's off the board for everybody else. They can't pick it. So there is some strategy here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. I already got off the wall stuff. All right. But anyway, uh, we're going to do that at five when you come in, okay? Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks. See you. See you. All right, <laughs> you know what happens that, when we catch him off guard. I right? just want that one part where he was reading your text because honestly, I did not understand. I heard something, 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 something. Sounds good. <laughs> so, all right, just so everybody knows, we've cleared it with Bryce. He's good to go for later on in today's show. All right, uh, all those scores and games, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, thanks for their support. We'll take a break, come back. Mike Mullis joins us in the Pirate Radio studios when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, uh, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway and Bell, at Bells Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Hey, Shirley, where's your sidekick? Uh, he had to run out and uh, pick up a check, he's so he's going to be hats. back shortly. Do, he does it all. Hey, can we cut this on? Yeah, okay. He ain't been introduced yet. I thought it might be his birthday. No. It's <laughs> pretty good. I, hey. I liked it. Yeah. If Shirley didn't have to do his job and her job, she'd have given you a rim shot. Yep. But she is uh, back on, backloaded right I told, now. I told him I could handle it, so yeah. he's gonna, he'll be back in a few minutes. He just right. had to run out and grab it and come back. Hopefully, Molly's still here uh, when he gets back. Uh, let's introduce Mike Mullis to the show. Hello, Molly man. Hey, buddy. Doing all right? Yeah. Whoa. Shirley, you doing all right? Yeah, I just can't get the damn... <laughs> The button keeps getting stuck over here. So right. That's why. I, no, I was talking that. about the camera. It was kind of moving quite a bit, but we're good. Oh, now. sorry. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, quick look at the chat. Conan said, "Holy Toledo, Pirates knocking off the Rockets today. Well done." Uh, we've got the guy that likes to change names and spam the YouTube chat. He's there. Uh, Randolph's in. Hey, Randolph. Always enjoy seeing you. Give us a prediction for Temple. Uh, Matt referring to when Jeff Charles said he's uh, getting his Temple football prep ready here on a Tuesday. Matt said ESPN guys prepare for Pirate football games 15 minutes before the game. So there's uh, that. Could be. Mm-hmm. Todd said that Bryce sounded like a Charlie Brown character when we just talked to him on the phone. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Uh, Steve with a reference to our guy yesterday who said we should talk to more players than Holt Nailers because there's 74 other players on the roster. Steve says, can y'all stop talking about Thanksgiving? There are 74 other holidays in the year, and all you do is talk about Thanksgiving. It's a good point, Steve. Yep. We are kind of suppressing the other holidays out there. All right, Molly. What's up? Uh, Not a whole lot. Big dunk there from Texas Tech. He was up. Texas Tech is up by quite a bit on Louisville. It is a rough go uh, for the Cardinals. 56-20 to 20 on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck uh, out there in the Maui Gym Invitational. Maui Invitational. Uh, Pirates winners earlier today, Molly. It was the first thing you said when you walked in. Yeah, it's a good win. I, I, I kept up with it online. Obviously, couldn't uh, really bear down and watch it. But, um, yeah, yeah, big win away from Minji's, yeah pretty good opponent yeah. like those don't happen every day for well, east carolina it is funny your diagnosis of the game when i asked was uh they hit their free uh hit their free throws and shot threes pretty well and so i will tell you after taking two young men out to the court on sunday being my two sons um uh, we tried to have a free throw shooting competition it was brutal i, I my takeaway on that was 
they're not shooting free throws on Facebook or not Facebook on TikTok or whatever. There's no there are no highlight reels of guys bearing down to work on their free throws. Uh, so you know, what is it I, about handles? And yeah, long handles range? and shooting from half court and you know, Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph, Steph Curry ruined basketball. If I well, <laughs> if I heard it once, I heard a hundred times. Steph, you know, and they're letting one fly from half court. So, uh, but when it got to the free throw line, it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, well, look, yesterday ECU missed fourteen free throws, Molly, and it's not like. And after you see that and, and fans say, well, they need to get in the gym and shoot free throws. Yeah. It's not like they shot free throws all night. They just made them today. I mean, it's one right, of those right. things. It, 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 that's exactly right. And it's one of the things in sports. It's kind of like if you take it to baseball. How hard can it be to bunt? Well, have you ever tried? <laughs> I mean, you know, how hard can it be to shoot a free throw? I haven't bunted against 97 and cutting inside. No, it's, yeah, it's no, it's a different. different and I would say let's go bunt against 77 and, the, you know, off a pitching machine Start and see, there. see what the success rate is. But, uh, you know, shooting free throws, it's, it's a misnomer that it is called free. It's only free because there's nobody defending you. It's not an automatic. Uh, I mean, look, you, you see kickers in NFL miss PATs every week so i mean it's just one of those things that it's uh it is athletics it is called sport uh, that's that's why it is intriguing I, and again i'm not a uh kicker molly i have shot free throws before i've also putted a few times yep. i'm not good at any of those probably the best at free throws just because i did it the most but all aren't all those things more mental than physical you, know, you gotta be physical obviously to swing your leg and kick a football but at that level it's no. like way more here 100%. than anything else look go out to any golf course in Greenville and set up a three-footer and guys are going to knock it down set up a three-footer with their buddy standing there watching and they're betting for a dollar or betting for a beer after the match yeah and it's a and 50, then add in three more people and then seven more yeah, and 12 it, it's more. a 50 50 proposition that yeah. that puck goes down yeah and it's a three-footer physically anybody anybody can roll the ball that far but (laughs) it's a 50 50 that it whether or not it goes in but great to see today pirates only missed four free throws uh and not a lot of turnovers either 11 in that victory over toledo they'll play ut arlington tomorrow molly at 1 30 so what are they the ut arlington we went over it earlier so they're (laughs) you're thinking way out west here uh but you're on the right track because the gaucho is that a mexican cowboy yes all right so their mascot their mascot logo is a horse head but it's not a horse name but it's in the family in the i don't know <laughs> calvary I mean, I mean, the mavericks mavericks yeah. okay. i probably didn't do a great description there for some reason i was seeing something with a band uh, like a I like the lone ranger mask kind of thing on their mascot but i don't know anyway. that's like you see santa barbara yeah they are the gauchos, gauchos? yeah all right, uh, so there's your hoops talk. Got uh, feast week going on right now. Is all these games uh, during the day? It's a lot of fun, and uh, Maui Invitational Championship always wraps up, I believe, Wednesday evening before Thanksgiving. Got go ahead. It, no, you know, it is a special thing. It almost doesn't matter what the sport is, but to be able to flip the TV on and have a game on at eleven. That and I say it doesn't matter. What all sport right, is. let me test you on that go World ahead. Cup okay that's fine okay no that's good i mean it's the world world cup is an event it's kind of like the olympics like everybody has a rooting interest because everybody has a native land you know so i i mean yeah no i'm good with that i i just think it's a cool thing there again you flip tv on there's college basketball on 11 it's kind of it's kind of like take it to a golf reference you wake up in the morning and there's an event that's overseas and you're eight o'clock in the morning to watch the open my favorite is when they play uh out in san diego or whatever and there's golf on at like 8 p.m yeah, or 9 p.m i like that too uh, I, anything that's on when it maybe supposed to be yeah on. I, I count me in yeah sports you, you expect they're going to start between like noon and the uh, last game will start at 7 30 
On a weekend. Uh, like, right, on, on a weekend. Weekday, right. On a weekday. You start at seven. That's right. So it's like kind of like you're still in one. Yeah. Well, oh, this is a little gimme here. And it's not a great game. And it's 58 to 22, but it's on. And we're watching it. You know, and Louisville's one of those programs, and I'm talking athletic department wide, maybe. And I say athletic department, it's not fair. Probably football and basketball that it still seems like they should be really good. Absolutely. And they're just not. No. Not you at know, all. They've just fallen so far. The baseball program's great, but uh, in the other sports, I have no idea. Is that Danny Manning on the bench there? Uh, that it is. Huh. I did not know. That? He was with, uh, who was he with, Louisville? Yeah. Wow. Well, Danny and that. the Miracles, right? Um, Molly, what are the odds that 2 o'clock on Friday, your TV will ever come across England and USA? I mean, monster game. Huge game. But you've also got... No, that's the problem. It's the stuff that's counter it. You've got uh, Cincinnati, Tulane. You've got football on. You've got I don't whatever else you're doing on Friday. I probably would flip, maybe flip back and forth. You know, just out of maybe out of curiosity. That's kind of a good sports bar day where it's you can have good conversation. You got several games going on that you're not overly engaged in, but you have the option to look up and check the score. You got a tiebreaker? Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah, I'll see if I can swing it. Yeah, Friday. Okay. Maybe uh, drop the girls off for some Black Friday shopping, and I go to tiebreaker. I think that's a great idea. Boom, fellas! Yeah. I just figured out your Friday as well. All right, um, Commanders, command. They're commanding. They are commanding respect. Is what they're doing. And, and, and all of a sudden, now uh, you know it makes Ron Rivera look like a genius. What was the problem? Quarterback. He's got he's got a guy in that's playing good enough to win. Look, this is the second straight year this has happened. So Heineke had that good playoff game yes. against the Bucks. Yep. Then they bring in Fitzpatrick to start. He gets hurt. He's out. Put in Heineke. He wins. Heineke, kinda, not really. Well, kinda. yeah. They say Heineke. He's he's good. He's our guy, but he's not a. He's not going to take us anywhere. We got to bring in Carson Wentz. He gets hurt. Heineke's back in. Starting to win a few. I, I don't know. Tell me the difference in Heineke and Kirk Cousins. Like from a, if Kirk you, is uh, a way better passer. It, at one o'clock, that's the big knock on him, right? Like he can't play, but at one o'clock, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you put, I, I you guess, know what, Heineke maybe is a better. I'll tell you what, if you've got them both, start Kirk Cousins in the one o'clock games. 425 8 p.m. game start Heineke. Pitch the matchup. Heineke likes the bright lights. Pitch the matchup. <laughs> That's right. Uh nah, Cousins did uh falter with the rest of his team uh on that prime prime Thomas game, game yeah. of the week game. Yep. But uh no, Heineke, man, he, he underthrows a lot, but Mully, can you coach Moxie? Do you even know what Moxie I mean, is? He, it's not tangible, but he has it. Uh, you remember Moxie? I guess the first uh, introduction to that was Varsity Blues, right? They had their uh, that was their lo- their their slogan was Moxie. Well, their quarterback was, was Moxon. Moxon, yeah, that's Mox. right, that's right. Yeah. So, um, no, I, man, the dude gets it done. I mean, they talk about Garoppolo being, uh, you know, all he does is win. Well, Heineke, like, it's kind of what he does. All he does is win. It may not be. May, may not be the prettiest in the world. Now, I, I do know that, that you guys have a rough stretch coming up, right? Not not next game. Not real. This stretch coming up, you got Atlanta at home and two versus the Giants. I mean, it's right there well, for you. What do we even know about the Giants? They're not very good. Okay. I'd rather have Heineke than Daniel Jones. Hmm. I'd rather have Saquon Barkley than a lot of our guys. But, I mean, I, they're that, those are going to be dogfights, all of them. Yeah, I, but I – 
but we'll know more about both teams coming out them and the giants man and i think we'll know you know the giants this weekend have a little I mean, test the giants will get smoked on thursday probably uh the cowboys ah man cowboys are kind of uh on off too i mean who knows who shows up Dak Prescott throws two or three more picks, and it's a different deal. That's the great thing, right? I mean, the Cowboys lose to Green Bay, who can't get out of their own way. Right, that's right. And then they come out and put the biggest beat down of the year on the best, best or second best, best team, team in the NFL. NFL. Yeah. yeah, or in NFC, yeah, or NFL, arguably. That's the way it goes. It is. All right, um, Molly, college football. Did you see the TCU fire drill they ran at the end of the game? I did. It, I don't know. That was not great coaching, in my opinion, what they did there. I know it worked. I mean, it worked out. I, you know, I, the difference in good coaching and bad coaching is the final score. So, and I mean, the execution yeah, of the play. And the fact that they, they had clearly rehearsed that, I mean, that was – that was how you draw it up. I mean, they, they got they got on and off the field. But usually you don't – you kind of back into that situation no. rather than set it up. Right. No. So, yeah. But, it, yeah, it worked. And, and good for them. Michigan – and I didn't have them on, any, on any kind of high alert, but Illinois led late the fourth. Put a scare in them. Yeah, I, look, and I, when I saw that and I heard the guys on game day talking about that game, I thought, you know what, this will be the one. I, I, I just watch Michigan and I just wait on them to fail. I just wait on them to step on themselves. I mean, it's just it just seems to be too uh, too obvious. And I'm kind of, you know, the, the Harbaugh thing has kind of gotten old for me. Like he's, of course, now he's back down on a lot of his antics. But some of the stuff was, you know, come on, man. And, and you know, he was so visible early uh, with no success or very little success. And now uh, they're where they are. And I, I just – I hadn't watched them enough to bear down and think, okay, I, I really like them or not. I just always look at their scores going, oh, they had to lose this week. They, I, I mean, they kind of play bully ball. I don't know if they'll be able to do that against Ohio State. Uh, and talk about revenge factor. Michigan beat them down last year. Uh, in the big house this year it'll be in columbus so that's coming up saturday at noon well and, and obviously one of those teams doesn't make it to the playoff most likely losing that game so i mean there's a lot online how about eggs laid uh tennessee and south carolina saturday night that was shocking was that an egg later did south carolina spencer rattler look like the guy that he Finally. was supposed to be i mean yeah. he you know now what was funny to me is then they get the shot of him on the sideline and he's counting the touchdowns it's like man come on you know you're not doing that when you're throwing picks or fumbling the ball or when you play like crap but now you know it's kind of a front runner thing but i bring um, this up all the time they played they played exceptionally well i'm sure i've brought it up with you the qb1 on netflix i've seen it a million times you saw did yeah. you see the rattler one yeah what rattler rattler was the most talented quarterback on there and and i said it at the time i still say it i don't want to pass a judgment on a high school kid like it's kind of creepy to look into his life anyway like we're getting that behind the scenes but he was a jerk like yeah. he was like not a good person had time to grow as a human and be a good person sure um but you still kind of see that stuff from time to time well how about tate martell that was on there with him that went to miami and then went to unlv yeah and uh and it, well i think he was went to unlv try to play wide out and then i if i'm if i remember correctly like got kicked out of, off the team because of drug charges or something and the other the, the other guy uh i think that's sam to, hartman i think on, he, I, believe. Uh, I think the uh the the guy from uh the, the the kid from california black kid from california really good quarterback i think he went to louisville speaking of louisville malik cunningham was it malik cunningham it very well may have been i don't know may have been i remember sam hartman being on there and being like again these are kids at the time and but sam like, hartman he was, seems like a good dude he was on the first one okay that, yeah. and so he he yeah and then the second one was tate martell 
I think it was Malik Cunningham and uh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. But and, yeah. So. Rattler just, uh, I don't know. I, he Again, I thought he was going to be amazing just because of how good of an arm and everything you have, but there's other things you got to do. I, I, and look, I, clearly, I think Lincoln Riley thought he was going to be amazing. I mean, it, I, he was the number one player in that class, and you know they get him in Oklahoma, and clearly that that just implodes. Uh, I mean, it was ugly watching him fail at Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it was bad, it was painful. Uh, but apparently, Beamer Balls brought it out of him, and he's. I mean, he was as good as anybody in the country last weekend. Yeah, he, I mean, it was awesome. All right, this week rivalry week mission, m- mentioned Michigan and Ohio State. Um, I don't know other games of importance. Tulane, Cincinnati, be I guess interesting. That will be. Let's see. When it comes to the standings, where do see, we see? I'm in the with with Tulane, Cincinnati. I'm in the who cares because it doesn't affect us anymore. Yeah, I mean, I really couldn't care any less. All right. I mean, you know, we'll move on. But yeah, I mean, you get what I'm saying. It's you want to talk about your favorite coach, Dana Holgerson? How about him? Hey, Man, he's I mean, our daddy. He, yeah. He, uh, like Pedro said, I know. I, I know that, um, and I'd heard you say it on on the air that that you were really hoping for a chance to, yeah, to have a little fun with. Sure, him. Uh, and Can't I know. I know that hurt. He shut me up. No, he did. He, uh, they, man, they played good. And I, this is how I feel. To the victor go the spools. We had a guy call in that was all butt hurt because their film crew, I guess, is doing some kind of documentary or something, and he was complaining about their film crew filming the fans leaving. And they were like up in the stands filming our fans leave. Well, well, don't leave. We'll win the game. Like they can do whatever they want at that point. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. If we had fans in the stands and the game was good, they wouldn't have been able to go in the stands because there would have been no room. They'd have stayed on the sideline. Right. So no, do I, something about it. Yeah, there are certain things that we choose to uh, as as a fan base. Period. Regardless of who you're fandom is for there are things that we choose to blame that this absolutely are ridiculous but that's that's why the name is fanatic you know fan short for fanatics and we had calls about them their players being classless i have no doubt that's true because their head coach is dana holgerson and they're gonna embody their head coach so but whatever they beat us down there's nothing i can say about it i don't care beat them okay well i the classless thing what well, I mean based on what Talking junk. Okay. Gestures. So we don't have anybody that does that, do we? Exactly. I I hate to say it. I say that. And I don't think ECU baseball is like outrageous or anything, but we got cocky guys. We got guys that pimp home runs. Right. But when it happens against us, people freak out. And I don't understand it. It's the end of the world. Like, guys, do you not see what happens when we hit a home run and pimp it? Look, and in in football, every play that five makes, somebody's going to hear about it. Every play that CJ makes, yeah, yeah. whoever's playing defense back against him or whoever's in the just general vicinity is going to hear about it from him. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it. It makes, if you lose the game or if you drop a pass, it makes you look foolish. It's on you at that point. If you're winning, then it's all fun and all good. Right. Whatever. I, I, no, it's right. that, that's kind of a sour grapes. No doubt. A lot of sour grapes going around when you lose 42 to three, Molly. That was a, uh, terrible yeah I, I, and I, man i've thought about that a lot like it, it's hard to even i mean obviously looking at the film will be a different point of view but just from watching the game it's it's hard to really explain that one we try to come up with reasons and and the players did admit that there was some lack of focus stuff going on last week and eyes weren't on the correct things uh solely on houston things like that tough to, to hear but it is true 
I don't like to say this team gave up or this team didn't have heart or whatever because I don't know if that's true or not. But I mean, you can sometimes I, you can eyeball it, I guess. But. I'm going to tell you the biggest insult you could give to a competitor is that you gave up. Yeah. I mean, I could clearly remember having a situation, uh, and I won't name the, the the specifics, but we were uh, pretty deep in the in the Legion run, left the field losing to Team Puerto Rico two to one. So no shame in that. And had a coach recruiting one of our players that came up to him and said, "You guys just didn't play very hard." And that 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 hit me the wrong way. I heard him say it. That hit me the wrong way as the head coach of the team and hit this kid right below the belt. And it actually cost a really good player uh, going to this school because that is a that's a that's a that's quite an insult mm-hmm. to a dude that's out there competing, leaving it on the on the field to be told you just didn't play very hard. That's tough. And you think it was unwarranted in that case? We lost to a really good team, two to one. Right. So I mean, it had nothing to do with effort. Or- no, and we were short. I mean, we were short staffed because we had guys that had to leave, go to college, or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's one of those things that you you really haven't earned the right to say that until you're wearing that uniform or a part of that team, right? Which is why I started this whole thing by saying I don't like saying that because yeah. I can't get into a guy's mind or heart or body or whatever. Yeah, you, I mean, it's hard to know all the things that happened. I can see a guy drop a, a pass. Today. I can't see the effort he put into the route and everything like that. Right, and if you see a guy uh, pimp a pick, and so they. Uh, an offensive player runs him down and swipes the ball because he's pimping to you know get ready to take one to the house and it gets a, a fumble on the three. Then you could make a more of a character statement on yeah. that particular play. Sure, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't trying. It meant that he decided to celebrate a little bit early and might not have had his priorities in the right place. Yeah, well, priorities need to be in the right place on Saturday when the Pirates wrap up the regular season against Temple. We'll be with you 9 a.m. Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Is that what scary a little bit? Nah, I, it doesn't. How about I think the, the major bounce back coming. How about the so you think you like the win and the cover at fourteen and a half? Mm, I don't have a score yet, but I have a double digit win. Okay, that's my feel. Of course, I ten point win or fifteen point win. As we sit here on Tuesday, Molly, this is subject to change. I'm seeing like, uh, okay, 37, 21. Yeah, double. Uh, they cover. Think they cover? Pirates cover. All right, other question that I think everybody probably listening right now is worried about or thinking about. And again, this is just us talking. No different than us just shooting a breeze off the air. Do we get all the, do we get all the skill guys back? All right, we kind of had part of this discussion. In fact, we named names earlier in the show. Keith Mitchell, namely. Yeah. I put him at 51% returning, 49 not. What about even Rajay being hurt, but Rajay? I put Rajay at 95%. I'm sorry I missed this earlier. I would not have brought it back up. All we did was talk about Keaton. Uh, Rajay, I think CJ's an interesting one. I think CJ is extremely interesting. Yeah. I think it's like, of all of them, that probably should have led the, the conversation, although we know, you know how important Deuce is to the team. I just, man, that one would concern me. I just think he wants a bigger stage of brighter lights. And whether or not he's, he's been just, around here for it, like right, right, and, 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 and his QB's, you know, his QB's gone. Yeah, and they came together, and so I think that's going to be interesting. Who, I mean, who's the quarterback next year? Is it is the quarterback next year on the roster right now? I see. I love these questions, Molly. That's why I'm asking them, big guy. Um, I'm going to say. And again, this is just us talking. Yeah, yeah, just us and our friends. 
like let's say one of the three garcia stubblefield flynn leaves which one leaves that that i don't know i'm just i don't know okay i have no idea um i'm gonna say we bring i'm gonna say they bring in somebody via the portal i i I think somebody via the portal comes in regardless okay could be i mean i I really do I, i i mean let's face it even with those three from what we've seen there's not a tremendous amount of depth there even if one of those is your starter it seems like you have three backups there yeah from what we've that's seen what you have right now yeah. right and I, I mean maybe it's not fair to them do we see them do well, we i want to see mason garcia take it out take there for a three, half or something? at least three series this weekend right that mattered will but we get that i don't know that would have to be the start of the game based off your kind of your prediction but i don't know i guess he could get in there in the fourth and a 10 point put him game. in the second quarter so is this audition day or do we try to win this football game and get seven we're wins? doing both again every time i bring this, uh, no i'm i'm asking i didn't want to get that high is, is it more one. is it more important to audition the, the the quarterback position or to win the seventh game you asking me yeah i'm asking your opinion which well, uh, just you and i talking 100 so you think it's more important than, yes yeah. okay this game is i got in trouble for this earlier this year this game doesn't mean a whole lot doesn't to me it doesn't well I, maybe it helps with the bowl it does to mike houston it does it helps with the bowl i'm trying to find a, a reason that it will possibly we're in the tire bowl instead of the front end i no, front, i get, I get uh, your bumper point. bowl i mean i get your point but for houston whole nailers uh ryan jones like it matters to them a lot right. a whole damn lot so what, what about you know another player that we didn't mention that i think is critical and is a freshman gun yeah i mean he's had Oh, some 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 really good uh, games. Some some you know really good showing. I mean, is that you know he's from Baton Rouge? That when I heard that, I was like, oh man, I hate that. <laughs> you know, because that just seems <laughs> too Brian easy. Brian Kelly gonna welcome it to the family. Family. It just seems too easy. Yeah. But nah. Look, I mean, I, look, I know the staff over here is working their butts off, and they're gonna you know, and it's it's unfortunate they have to re-recruit everybody in their locker room in addition to new players. But that is the uh, that is the nature of the beast. It is, and th- these conversations are kind of uncomfortable to have too. But also, it is year to year, and we can talk about recruiting classes and look who we got coming in in twenty twenty five. Everything is what happens this year. But, uh, like it, it could all change. And, 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 in a and, hurry. And I hope nobody listening to this thinks either one of us. This isn't a knock on the players or the coaches at all. This is just the, the society of sports right yeah, now. This is what we. I mean, at. because this conversation could very easily be: Will Mike Houston be back with three? You know, three kicks go another direction. Right. Uh, We're it, talking it, about is, prospective. Yeah, is Mike, is Mike Houston coming back? And, and if he does, who do we bring in? Well, and if Harold's defense throws a shutout last weekend, is Harold coming back? Because I think he's been kind of batted around as a guy that's an up and comer. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't mundane just to any now you know side of the ball kind of on the flip side of that there's a conversation about is donnie kirkpatrick coming back no, or does houston look a different direction there? I th- you know what i think that may be dependent upon your quarterback situation because i would guess that mason garcia came in under the you know under the recruited by donnie uh does that have bearing one over the other if we lose donnie do we lose mason and, and is that a addition by subtraction or is that i mean what is that i, I love this this is called questions with mully and clip i mean but i'm serious this is stuff that every every pirate fan right now is wondering the same exact thing yeah like wonder how this all season is going to end up looking it's going to be wild because not because it's ecu because it's, it's college, college sports. sports yeah it has nothing to do with it me and ecu nope. it, because i'm telling you the same conversations are being had on alabama sports talk radio right now 
you may just not know the name as names as prevalently but there are dudes that are going to leave university of alabama football program this year for whatever reason alabama radio is looking at other power fives and group of fives like east carolina and saying who can we pick off this team what do we need next year that's right and who can who's we in get? the farm system that we can go grab yeah uh, have you seen this guy play down there at ecu he'd be great in our offense and within the next question for the alabama folks is who's even going to participate in their bowl game yeah regardless at this point of what bowl game it is and if you're nick saban do you want them to participate hey this is a great chance for us to get our younger guys out there and get a feel for them we've talked about that you, you're saying we, we've we've gone to the point where you said uh these bowls might have to start offering players like a, a game check right and you also said that for bama that it is a it's like a glorified spring game that's exactly Let's get some what young it guys in and, and, get some reps. And, and that's all saban's thinking is hey it gets some extra practice and an extra game and a chance to run some of these young studs out there and see whether or not they want to keep them i, I look the transfer portal also helps these coaches jettison some guys that they don't want it helps to free get, up roster space. They get nudged out the hey, door. Yeah, yeah, look, quietly. We, we like you, and you're, you're a good player. But maybe, maybe you know, maybe you go play somewhere else. Hey, look, my my brother coaches at so and so. He's got a spot for you. Yeah, he, you go in there and play immediately. Yeah. You know, we've we've out recruited you. Or, or there's a better piece that comes through the portal that takes the place of a dude that's a good player. I mean, I, you know, it, it, it it's just the nature. It is the free agency of college sports. Yeah. And it used to be just coaches. We had a caller on Saturday who said that uh, he thinks Mike Houston is treating this like a, a stepping stone. I heard that. Uh, well, yeah, that's I, I what would, we all like not as a negative, but that's that's what it is. No, I thought your examples were very good when you have a coach leave Notre Dame to go to LSU. Right. When you have a coach, I mean, Oklahoma to USC. That's right. I mean, th- those are cornerstone type programs, top ten programs historically. Uh, in the country but you have people leaving there because they too are stepping stones i mean that's that's called life that's called ambition that's called seeking higher ground no matter the profession that's right yeah so i you know i don't don't get a lot of people like me that are just gonna be a pirate radio forever well you know well but that's by choice i mean and who knows i haven't yeah well you went from you you've had some elevation yeah yeah, I mean, it's like uh, one of those ladders. It's not that tall ladder, but one no, of those it's, shorter. I wouldn't even know. I, I'd go step stool. <laughs> you don't even. I think it's a step stool. There's not. <laughs> I mean, there's only one step on a step stool. A ladder has multiple rungs. I know. Can you give me like the four rung ladder, the little one, like the painters? No, no not okay. yet. Fine. I, I'll get there one day, Molly. You will. I'm, I'm climbing. You will. You just keep. You keep winning the day, and you know, see what happens. Coffee bean coffee bean are you uh what's your favorite thanksgiving side dish i knew you're gonna ask this um i'm trying to remember what i went with last year i don't want to double it up but i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go mac and cheese wow that's a popular answer amongst the players i'm gonna go mac and cheese what's uh what what's separate what's like special about the mac and cheese you'll be eating on thursday anything my wife makes it so you, you got you can taste that heart there's, and soul there's love in it love no, she she is uh, not at all stingy. Matter of fact, we started stockpiling bag cheese, like cheese. I'm serious, because we're like sausage balls, heavy cheese. We're macaroni mm. and cheese, heavy cheese. We're you know we, homemade pizzas, heavy cheese. We, we're 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 a cheese. She do a lasagna. We're a, a big lasagna maker. Yeah, fantastic. Makes her own pasta. It's fantastic. Damn. Yeah, but we uh, literally you you would go to the store and they'd have like buy three get two free or whatever not man I'm, I'm buying them i we yeah we've got I'm, i mean my theory is cheese doesn't spoil if it gets a little mold on it that's kind of what cheese is anyway we scrape that off and 
you know where we go it just goes from being like cheddar cheese to against the mold that's kind of like blue cheese let's just let's just rock on it's all cheese it's all cheese baby molly if you could when next time you have lasagna i know you got a lot of uh boys in the yeah, house there'll be none left so don't I ask any. just like your corner i'll tell you what I'll like do. A, no that's the best part the little crispy corner all right i'll take a middle I'll just take, a little block I'll, I'll take a picture how about all that right, that's, that's about the best i can do molly happy thanksgiving yeah same to you enjoyed the chat yeah uh all right we'll take a break come back wrap up hour number two actually we'll talk to ryan wallen uh coming up next from al's daily he'll let us know about this temple team we'll see on a saturday that's on the way after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear. Sportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Molly out, Chandler in. I'm just thinking about it. I don't think I've ever seen Molly and Chandler at the same place at the same time. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Chandler, have your impressions gone next level that you're now able to impersonate voice and visual of another human? Maybe so. Wow. Maybe very impressive just, maybe so so what's fake is you do you have fake hair or do you put on a bald cap bald cap oh okay so it's, the hair is real it's simple yeah all right uh more on that later perhaps let's uh, head out to the pit electric live line joining us ryan wallen from owls daily we'll get to know the opponent coming up this weekend as east carolina takes on temple ryan thanks for your time welcome back to pirate radio how you doing today I'm doing well, Cliff. How are you? Doing great. And uh, crossover season uh, for everyone, including yourself. So uh, you're covering hoops last night and uh, got football coming up this Saturday. We'll talk uh, a little Temple basketball before we get out of here uh, on this Tuesday. But, Ryan, we'll uh, we'll start with Temple football. And, and kind of the we talked to uh, several ECU players yesterday, heard from Mike Houston today. I guess one of the themes here for Temple is – yeah, three wins. Uh, not the season they wanted, but playing better here at the end of the year. Uh, First-year coach kind of working out some things. So as far as where this team is trending, would you say it is at a at least an upward trajectory uh, right now heading into the end of the year? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I think right now this is what you wanted to see from Temple this year, ideally, was improvement. And, and that was because the program was left in such bad state. Uh, from the last administration that was there. And, and, you know, you had a lot of holes to fill. You had a lot of, you know, plug-and-play guys that needed to come in from other schools and, and make an impact. You have a true freshman quarterback who ended up taking over the starting job and has played pretty well in E.J. Warner, uh, over the especially over the course of the last month or so. 
Um, but yeah, you know, this is trending in the right direction, you know, and, and I said at the beginning of the season that you wanted to see this team compete, not be losing these AAC games by 20 plus points every week and showing no fight and showing no competitiveness. But like you said, they have been competitive, you know, two weeks ago, they, they had Houston on the ropes, you know, they had the lead with a minute left and then unfortunately they gave up a long touchdown pass to lose that game. But you know, that's what you want to see out of a team that's rebuilding and hopefully will return to, you know, being one of the top competitors in the conference in the coming years under Sandrine. Ryan Wallen joining us. And uh, Ryan, man, Temple went on a run of, and, and we know how it is here at East Carolina. If you're good, uh, teams are going to come after your head coach. And that certainly happened to the Temple Owls. But just a string of good hires and, and solid coaches when you look at Al Golden and then Adazio, Matt Rule, uh, Jeff Collins kept it rolling and kind of ended there on Rod Carey. But it was it was quite a run of home run hires there for Temple. And, and I remember even saying, you know, years ago, this has got to come to an end at some point. Uh, and it did. So now it's Stan Drayton's job, to, as you said, to, to kind of turn it back around. Yeah, you know, I think the whole thing with Rod Carey was it, it just wasn't the right fit. I don't doubt that Rod's a good football coach because, I mean, he, he had won MAC championships at Northern Illinois, and that's not easy to do to convince kids to come to Northern Illinois and uh, and win there. But, you know, I, I just think it wasn't the right time nor the right fit for Temple, especially after the Manny Diaz fiasco after he, he departed for Miami after yeah. 18 days as the head coach of the house. So I, I think that was kind of part of the reason why things didn't work out with Rod, maybe because he wasn't the initial choice and, and the the recruits maybe were a little or the players were a little susceptible and, and suspicious of whether this was just going to be another one where the coach was going to jump ship after a couple years so I, I can understand that but Drayton has fully turned this team's mindset around in the sense that these kids really trust him they believe for him and he, he has preached that since day one he said that was one of the first things he wanted to establish was trust and relationship with the players and you know make them a football family not just you know, a player coach. Ryan, uh, tell us about uh, EJ Warner. And you, you got that last name there. You're going to have the spotlight on you. So how about uh, Kurt's kid and, and how he's uh, looked this season? Yeah, you know, I, I think early on he, he looked, has looked solid, you know, from the, from the get-go. You know, he's had some growing pains. You know, there's some times where he's still trying to do a little too much and make plays rather than, you know, maybe doing the wise decision and throwing the ball out of bounds. But, I mean, when you when you can throw for over 2,500 passing yards uh, as a true freshman and lead the nation in passing as a true freshman right now, I think that speaks a lot to your football pedigree. You know, he's, he's shown moments of being an extremely accurate passer, just like his father was. Um, you know, he, he needs to still develop in the sense of building, you know, developing his body. Um, getting some arm strength going uh, and developed. But, you know, he has the mechanics there. He has the awareness in the pocket. He has that pocket presence that you want in a quarterback, and he looks like he could just be that solid quarterback for Temple and that next possible great quarterback for the Owls. You know, he's already broken P.J. Walker's uh, freshman single-game passing record, single-season passing record for a true freshman. So, you know, when you put your name up there with, P.J. Walker, who obviously now is with the Carolina Panthers and, and playing on Sundays and is arguably one of Temple's greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know, that, that says a lot right there. 
Uh, yeah, <clears throat> Pirate fans certainly remember uh, Philip, a.k.a. P.J. Walker, and I uh, got a lot of Panthers fans in the building who have enjoyed watching him play on Sundays and uh, looking forward to seeing Warner uh, for the first time. How about weapons on offense, Ryan? Who are some guys to watch uh, coming up this Saturday? Yeah, you know, the, the run game's been a little non-existent this year, and that's been part of those Al's struggles this year is because the offense has been so one-dimensional and, and put a lot of that weight on E.J. Warner's shoulders. But, you know, Ed Sadie out of the backfield is still a very solid back. I mean, he went off for 200-plus yards against USF a couple weeks back, and and he can also catch the ball out of the backfield, which is something that he's, he started developing more, and I think the – the OC Danny Langsdorf has started to incorporate more into the, the passing game is, is getting him the ball out of the backfield because he can make plays in space. But aside from him, you know, Jose Barbone's having a pretty solid year. He's had, he's been plagued by drops at times, but he still leads the team with 758 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Adonicus Sanders is a transfer from Georgia Tech who has made plays, but he's been a little banged up as, as of late. And he's not, we're unsure if he's going to play this week. Um, he's been dealing with a knee sprain uh, for about a month now. Has kind of tried to play through it, but just sometimes hasn't been able to go on Saturdays. Um, but other than that, you know, Temple's got two really good tight ends and David Martin Robinson and Jordan Smith, big body guys that are really good at catching the ball and, and making plays off that position. And uh, Adon- uh, Ahmad Anderson Jr. is another guy who, you know, when he gets the ball and when he can actually make catch, secure the ball, he can make big plays because he's got some pretty good speed and he can just make that first guy miss and, and get to the open field and he's gone. For more info on Temple, make sure you check out alsdaily.com. You can follow uh, Ryan on Twitter uh, and also alsdaily247 sports. Uh, that's uh, at alsdaily247 on twitter uh how about defensively uh ryan when these two teams meet east carolina coming off their worst offensive performance of the year putting up just three points we expect a few more this saturday uh but how about temple's defense and uh and what they can do well yeah you know the most impressive turnaround i think has been the play of the front seven especially you know they came in the last year you know they were dead last, I think, in the conference in sacks. Um, you know, they only had, I think, 17 sacks all of last season. They already have 37 this year, which leads the conference and is fifth in the nation. They get pressure on the quarterback. They're able to penetrate, get into the backfield, create those negative plays that you really want to see from a defense that you hope will be good, you know, next year when, when they develop these guys even more. And that's been the most impressive aspect. So, you know, guys like Darian Varner has really stepped up, who unfortunately is dealing with a foot injury and will be out this week uh, against ECU. But, you know, you've still got guys like Leighton Jordan, who's been excellent off the edge, you know, pressuring pressuring opposing quarterbacks, leads the team with nine sacks. The linebackers like Jordan McGee, Vandy Rigby, Kobe Wilson have all had really solid seasons this year. They're three of the top four guys in tackles right now on the team. And, and, you know, just the line as a whole, uh, I mentioned already Farner, but you have guys like Jerquavian Mahone, Zach Gill, all been really good at stopping the run. Demeric Morris, Jalen Satchel, their stats might not show it, but they've done a really good job at, you know, stuffing holes and being a team that's been able to manage opposing teams' run game opposed to last year when teams could just gash them for the run and, and they didn't really have to worry about teams passing on them last year. 
<clears throat> um, but the past the half defense has been pretty solid as well. You know, two very young guys in Jalen McMurray and Dominic Hill manning the corner spots right now. Uh, susceptible at times because of I think their youth and inexperience, but still still showing promise and potential for for the upcoming seasons. Ryan, uh, I no longer shudder when I see Temple on the schedule taking on East Carolina. For years, uh, the Owls dominated the Pirates. The Pirates were finally able to reverse that curse in 2020 and uh, knock them off last year as well. So East Carolina's won a couple in a row of the series that Temple dominated for half a decade. So it should be a good one coming up this Saturday. Let's uh, get a little uh, Temple Hoops talk in before we let you go today. Uh, just following you uh, on Twitter last night, Ryan, I saw that uh, Temple could have won a, a a big game against St. John's, but uh, Red Storm going a run at the end. So how about Aaron McKee's team here early in the year? Looks like they've been kind of schizophrenic, right, where they've, uh, they've won some big games and also lost a, a head-scratcher or two. Yeah, you know, they, that's been the biggest thing right now. I think they've just not been as consistent as you would have liked them to be, especially in year four under McKee, you know. This was the year that supposedly you were going to go to the NCAA tournament and McKee was going to, you know, turn Temple back into the, being the program that it, that it once was. And this was going to be the year that, you know, everything was going to be all hunky-dory. But, you know, it's still early on. It still very much could be that. But, you know, that opening loss to Wagner with a head-scratcher after you blow a, a double-digit lead in the final eight minutes of that game and end up losing in overtime to them. Um, no, no knock to Wagner, even though they are one of the better teams in the NEC. That's still a game that Temple should have won pretty easily. And then you come back and beat a ranked Villanova team and first time in 10 years, which you were like, okay, maybe this, maybe it was just first game jitters. Maybe they were just getting that out. And then they do the same thing that they did against Wagner, against Vanderbilt. Very, very confusing losing overtime to, that, to Vanderbilt after they uh, scored 48 points in a loss. Uh, their previous game, and then they come out and put 89 up on Temple. That was that was pretty ugly to watch. But then they beat Rutgers, who I believe right now is 34 in the NET rankings. So that that's pretty pretty solid win again. So, and then you mentioned last night against St. John's. Temple has a two point lead with a minute and a half left, and then they just give up back to back layups along with a, a foul, and they end up losing that game to the Red Storm last night. And in Brooklyn, but you know they have a chance tonight to redeem themselves against Richmond. Richmond's again another very solid team out of the A10. They have some shooters, and I think Temple. What they really need to just work on is being more consistent defensively. You know, making sure their rotations are happening properly, the communications happening, uh, you're switching on your pick and rolls and whatnot. But offensively, they need to they need to find some some guys to help out you know, the scoring on the scoring. And you know, Jamil Reynolds has looked like a stud so far first temple big man and probably since Jalen bond played for the owls you know about seven years ago that that they actually look like they have a competent scoring offensive threat in a big man um and caleb battle who obviously has has developed into a nba prospect um but you know damian dunn has struggled the last couple games and, and that's what's kind of been hurting them lately and the turnovers have just killed them uh last night 21 turnovers against st john's uh, and that pressure defense and that's really what cost them the game last night was that that those turnovers and and mckee saw that he recognized that so we'll see how things go tonight against richmond i I don't think they're going to pressure temple as much as st john's did but still going to be a tough test uh especially with their shooting capabilities 
Ryan Wallen joining us, Owls 24-7 Sports. You can follow Ryan at uh, Ryan, W-A-L-L-E-N, 247, and, of course, Owls Daily 24-7 as well. Ryan, uh, appreciate the scouting report on the Owls. Uh, enjoy the game this Saturday. Oh, yeah, uh, what's your uh, your favorite Thanksgiving side dish uh, at the table, Ryan? Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? I, I am one for... A nice pineapple casserole. Okay. My father, yeah, my father makes a really good pineapple casserole with some maraschino cherries on top. That stuff I can't get enough of on Thanksgiving. Awesome. All right, first time I've heard that one, so add it to the list. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, catch up again next time the Owls and Pirates meet. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. All right, there is Ryan Wallen joining us today, talking Temple Athletics, East Carolina, and the Owls going at it this Saturday. Our pregame coverage begins 9 a.m. Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll take a break, come back. Bryce Williams joins us hour three. We'll get his take on the football from the weekend, the positive of having Shane Carton and some teammates in town to hang out with. We'll talk about that. And have our Thanksgiving draft. Shirley, Chandler, myself, and Bryce will draft the perfect Thanksgiving plate. All that and Pirate Radio Outdoors when we return Hour 3 after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans is something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. If you're just tuning in, top story today. How about those pirate basketballers knocking off Toledo? 86-75. Good win today for Mike Schwartz's team. They go to 4-1. and one. They play at 1.30 tomorrow against the UT Arlington Mavericks. So that is the final game for the Pirates in the Gulf Coast Showcase. Uh, got hoops going on right now. Cincinnati up on Ohio State early 8-6 to six as they play in Maui uh, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And the uh, Maui Invitational, one of my favorite tournaments each and every year. Love the paint. What do you think, Bryce Williams? They got the uh, them florals are nice. Is it basketballs or pineapples or both? Um, a lot going on in there, and everybody on the scores table is wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt. It's yeah. uh, it's fun. I uh, wish yeah. we were there. The Maui gym seat backs and that. They also have some nice sunglasses. I wonder if each one got a pair of Maui's. I'm assuming they got. Uh, actually, Mully said that it was probably in their swag bag. It's some nice mm. uh, sunglasses. Uh, Shirley, hit Bryce's music real quick. We forgot to do that coming in. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. The BNM, brand new man, Bryce Williams, is here. Bryce, uh... 
good and bad weekend for you yeah got to see some old friends have some good times i was thinking about it too like football season is it's a lot obviously a lot better a lot more fun when you win but for people that tailgate it's about tailgating with friends you get to know the people around you you sit with at the Mm -hmm. game so it is a lot more than just the outcome of the football game and uh you as a player got to experience some of that this weekend with uh some of your old teammates coming to town yeah it was a good time i mean it was a you know big reunion we had um cj uh, obviously cj rocco jt uh me shane jake came into town so i mean a good you know a good bit of our group you know we're missing a few fellows but um a good bit of our group got to get uh, get together and that hasn't happened Unfortunately, well, that happened you know, during the weddings, but just something yeah. about being back at ECU has obviously hasn't happened since, um, golly, five years or it's been a while. So it was great to you know do you know get together again and kind of relive the uh, memories we had while we were at ECU and just you know the whole you know experience of the football practices games um just everything so it was a really good time chandler showed me video of you catching balls in the end zone we did so of course um we uh you know friday after we had i think it left y'all no we had done that first and showing shane the facilities um you know since like man we we walked out on the field at first and uh she's like man we need a football so i'll go to the equipment room and ask for football he's like ah i don't know so we were walking around then we were went towards the practice field said let me go get a dang football so i asked the equipment guys if they could give me a a football to throw with and um at first it was hey can i get a football to throw with said what i said yes for shane and uh said huh said shane carden they went oh (laughs) you know so um we got some football and she we were throwing some uh deep routes we know we were cautious to not get on the purple paint you know we were expecting that yeah but uh you know of course that's we i mean i probably caught like 10 touchdowns so it was great you know um friday and uh then of course had my boots on and well i guess shane was feeling froggy and wanted to air it out i think he threw me about a 30 40 yard bomb so i had to kick it in high gear um (laughs) in the boots and i did catch it and of course i finished all the way into the boneyard you know, and did a you know little faux celebration, acting like the stands were full um, at whatever time it was, two o'clock on the Friday. So yeah. it was a good time. And the video, I'm just show the video because I say he throws me one because obviously it hasn't happened in a long time. Throws me, I say, man, this is wonderful. And <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah. kind of came out, <laughs> and uh, it was. I mean, literally, get a few more of those guys. We could have been out there all day. It was uh, it was really fun. I hope you know Shane. I think he did had a really good time. Yeah, you know coming to visit, and just chill, you know getting to relax, just do things, see the new stadium, and um, you know the university. So it was really good, and I'll be you know ready to do that. And again, when it will be, I don't know, but it was a great time, no doubt. And uh, glad that y'all got to experience that. Shane, I saw videos, pictures of him kind of on the field before the game. Were you down there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, went, we went down there. So that was cool to. Uh, to be down there and him you know his wife hasn't seen um you know daddy Flick. i think i went to a boise state game one time she said boys still have nothing compared to you know what this is the field and everything it was really cool to be down there and i think he really enjoyed it you know we got to see coach jones had oh, yeah. in a while um you know and see the guys warm up and i was talking to him i said shane remember how good it was like pre-game you just feel you know everything's clean you just like you feel good and uh, it was cool. So it was just reminiscent on, you know, what pregame was about, you know, the excitement. Um, and then, you know, to see the tight ends, of course, I said what's up to um, Shane Calhoun and everything. So it, we he, he enjoyed that. It was cool. 
I bet old uh, Brandon Jones had a smile on his face. Oh yeah, game. it's like it's his smile's funny. Obviously, he's not overly um, animated, but he did have a smile on his face. And it was good to see him because <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've seen him, and we all have. Yeah, Brandon Jones, yeah. old cowboy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So everything outside of the game sounded pretty positive. Hopefully, you didn't give the pregame speech, uh, Bryce. I did not. Okay, good because yeah. uh, man, what the what in the world? That was, uh, yeah, of course, I was not expecting it to go that way. You know, you think, all right, you know, 7 nothing, no big deal. 14 nothing. you're like, okay, you know, fine. 21 nothing. you're like. I was, even at halftime, I was like, well, they're going to make a run. Right. Something's going to change. Right. See, this. we've been a second-half team. Yeah, um, momentum's going to switch. Year, yeah. For sure. I'm thinking, come on, we got to click it in the gear. But, dude, I mean, I think we had, you know, we had a lot of contested, you know, throws and catches to be made, but we just – I feel like we dropped a lot of balls, you know, that we've made in the past. You know, obviously you're never going to be wide open. So, you know, a lot of drop passes, you know, even though they were contesting, you know, our guys can make that. And just nothing could get going. I mean, it's can't, not too much to say about the offense because, of, you know, when they scored three points, it is definitely a bummer. You know, it was definitely spe- uh, expecting a better outcome than that. So I'd rather have a, you know, it would be nice to have a shootout and then maybe, you know, if we lost that way, but to just totally – you know get ran through is kind of you know definitely a bummer and you know i feel for the seniors you know you know obviously i know they were playing hard and didn't expect it to go that way you know of course the question was you know was the hype from you know senior day effect and mm-hmm. you know they of course said no and you know, i don't think it was and i guess unfortunately it wasn't in our cards but it's hard to sort of break down you know you know why weren't we making plays why weren't things going our way and um so that that was hard to you know kind of watch and deal with because you know you want you know your guys to you know, the last game of Dowdy to be, whether it's a loss, a good game, or, you know, obviously even more a win. And, you know, obviously for Holton, he wasn't able to even, you know, finish the game. I think it only took him out like six minutes to go. So, you know, it's definitely a hard thing to um, handle, I'm sure, you know, to have that memory. But, you know, obviously looking into, you know, Temple, you know, they can still end on a good note. What would it be, seven and five? Is that right? And, yeah. um, you know, so still, you know, winning season and, you know, should make it to a bowl. But, you know, we got to get there first. So, um, you know, they, the seniors can still end on a positive note, which I hope they do. All right. Uh, I was looking up to see if you were ever in a scenario, Bryce, where the – and I think the, the UCF game uh, in 2014 didn't determine the if you guys would have played in the championship or not. I think you were already eliminated. So mm-hmm. you're playing that day for, for senior day for pride. Your yeah. personal senior day, you were playing to get to a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but we've talked a lot about the Cincinnati loss and it took them away from conference championship yeah. uh, contention. And, and even some of the players talked about the focus not all being there on Houston. So, I don't – I mean, do you remember that feeling like uh, – but you always got something to play for. You, you're, you've yeah. told us that many times that if nothing else, at the very end, like you're playing for yourself on tape for NFL scouts. Yeah. So, yeah. there's always something to, to go for and play for. But it sounded like maybe the the motivation there wasn't there during the week last week or something. Yeah, it, yeah that was a bummer, especially to lose, especially the way the cards were playing out. I guess with Navy beating UCF, UCF yeah. And I guess the cards were playing right. If we would have beat Cincinnati, we would be, I guess, in the contingents for um, a championship. If they would have beat Cincinnati, and then earlier in the day you see UCF lose to Navy, that Houston ECU game is like for right. all the marbles oh, yeah. like, at that point um yes i don't know 
what the guy's mindset was. You know, you'd think it is, you know, win and, you know, just you got something to play for in some aspect, you know, pick and choose what it is you want to play for, but obviously play your best um, and make sure things are going well. But, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's tough, and I guess right now the, you know, the guys, what their motivation is, obviously win their last game, you know, solidify a bowl. I guess is it, even though we're 6-5 and five right now, will that – I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I think they're pretty much. I mean, locked in on something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's, that would be the biggest shame of it all, wouldn't it? If yeah. you finish six and six and you're left out, right? So you know, hopefully the guys. You know, it's going to be a hard one to let go of being the you know the game it was. But you know, hopefully it doesn't affect them for you know next week, especially in away games or this week being an away game and they can you know finish strong. Bryce Williams joining us. Pirates and Owls going at it. Owls. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you so you can prepare your prediction for the end of the show. Pirates are a 14-point favorite in this game. Well, that'll be that'll be good. Yeah. I don't think I'm fortunate. I don't think I ever beat Temple, which was unfortunate. Nah, because um, you, the Temple had our number for years and years. It was yeah. finally snapped in 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, Pirates got them last year, too. So it went from like a six or so game losing streak to now a two game winning streak yeah. for ECU over uh, Temple. Yeah. I mean Did you play y'all played in the link too, didn't you? In the Eagle Stadium? Yeah. yeah. It was a, God, that was a miserable game. Yeah. Like just temperature. It was like drizzling it was wet, rain, you know, drizzling rain. Um and it was freezing cold. I mean Cincinnati was one who played up there was, you know, really cold, but it wasn't wet. You know, it was just cold weather. But when you get wet and cold, it's like, golly, that was miserable. Of course, we had several fumbles. Yeah. And I, I hate to do this, Bryce, but uh, as the journalist I am, I must. It was talked about that maybe all the cold weather gear was not with you, with the team that day. Do you remember that at um, all? I feel like something had gotten brought up during that. Um, the only thing I ever would wear, you know, when it was cold would be like a cut the sleeves off the long sleeves most of the time. And you just have like a thermal underneath. It would be about it. Um, I think one of the games we didn't have like our rain gloves, which are more like the leather. But mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a pretty sorry excuse. <laughs> that's you know, I'm not saying that was a performance issue there. Right. But um, yeah, I do remember. I think I remember them. Uh, that be, we'd be in a little light on the warm weather, uh, yeah. warm gear. Yeah, we blame the uh, equipment staff for that loss. <laughs> yeah, put it on them. <laughs> That's on y'all. Yeah. All right, so uh, Pirates and Owls going at it this weekend. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Uh, we'll circle back to football later. We'll also go Pirate Radio Outdoors. But let's talk a little Thanksgiving. Let's do a, uh, a Thanksgiving draft mm-hmm. where we're going to draft foods on our Thanksgiving plate and uh, we'll determine the order and have our draft when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Turkey Day Tuesday. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you quality equipment is open in winterville next to sam's club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. 
Welcome back in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Flip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Bryce Williams. Back to football in a moment. But uh, let's talk some Thanksgiving because we're all gearing up for Thursday. And uh, let's have a little Thanksgiving draft. So what we're going to do, we got a plate, right? And we're going to fill our plate. We're going to try to go six rounds here if we can make it that far. Mm -hmm. And each person takes an item, adds it to their plate. Once that item is taken, Mm -hmm. it can no longer be drafted by anybody else in the draft. So interested to see how this thing goes. Uh, We've all got our favorites and our uh thanksgiving uh favorites in mind and what we want but will it be taken by somebody else we'll see bryce i'm gonna have you uh call the order here i've got some pieces of paper there and uh, like the commissioner here you're uh yeah at least at the very least associate commissioner associate. yeah you're the commissioner I'm the <laughs> you're co okay all right all right co what do you got round i guess it's not really a pick round. number one. one pick number we're one. we're gonna go snake draft is For that the... fair is that okay with everybody all right everybody nods their heads okay who you got? We have from Farmville, North Carolina, <laughs> Shirley Rhodes. Shirley Rhodes picking number one. Who's picking two in this draft? Of All ours? right. Oh, I, I got to remember where. If it's okay, Bryce. <laughs> Old Bryce. The okay. apple to my eye. Uh, okay. I forgot where Chandler's from. I'll come up with something. Sandberg. Oh. From Winterville, North Carolina, Clip Rock. All right. In the three hole. And in the fourth pick of the draft from, oh, where are you from? Clinton? Clinton? Clinton. 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 I was close. Chandler. Chandler, uh, you're not in a bad spot because you get to go ahead and stack. You got back-to-back picks. Yep. So that could yeah. uh, actually help you out. Shirley could be in trouble because she's got her top pick, and then she doesn't pick again for a while. Uh-oh. But uh, she does get the first pick on the board. And so, Shirley, this is a major selection you're making here first out of the gates. What are you going with? Turkey. (laughs) All right. Duh. Doy. Doy. Turkey for Shirley. All right, Bryce. You're kind of in a similar spot here. You don't pick again for a while. I've got some up my sleeve that I really got to (laughs) have, and I'm going deviled eggs. Oh! Mm. Chandler, that's got to upset you. You're a yeah. big deviled yeah, eggs yeah. guy. I love some deviled eggs. That's all right. That's all right. Is it so? That, is, is it deviled? Is it like D E V I L E D? I think. Yeah. Right. That's how I'm gonna spell it here. Put a put a B at the L. Deviled. Deviled. I guess that would be <laughs> All right. Uh oh, I'm up, and I'm gonna go hands down with dressing. Okay, which kind of like just. I mean, it's whatever my grandma makes. Now, now, dressing and stuffing is the same, right? I was. I, that's a great question. I yeah. thought about this question beforehand. I'm going to say they're not the same, okay? Because this dressing that I have is, is very solid throughout, whereas stuffing is kind of little chunky, yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say okay. dressing is different than stuffing. Okay, Charlie, are you okay with that? I do. Yes. I also have, yes, because there is a a, a different texture. Yes, I don't want to get crazy here. And now we've already gone through the draft, but like baked turkey is different than fried turkey. That's true. But, but it's turkey, turkey. Tur- uh, I think in mm, I, think I would think in this turkey's turkey, this turkey, turkey, turkey's turkey. Chandler, you're up with back to back picks after I pick dressing. I'm going to go with something that I prefer over turkey all day, every day. Ham. 
All right. Good call. So you've got your protein in, and now you get to pick a side, dessert, or you could double protein. I'm not. You're making your plate. I'm not influencing your plate. I'm going to go probably my favorite side dish, mashed potatoes and gravy. That's a good one. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I can give you gravy. Oh. I think gravy is still out there on the table. Yeah. Okay. Mashed I can eat mashed potatoes without the gravy. Now, if it's still there available to you, you could add it to your list here. But uh, as of right now, you just have mashed potatoes. That, and that's perfectly fine with me. Ham and mashed potatoes? Not bad. That's good stuff. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Good All combo. Right. I could go a lot of different ways here, but I don't want to be left out in the cold when it comes to uh, not even a star of the dish, but a protein. And actually, my wife on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving makes a Thanksgiving meal but uh we have barbecue chicken instead of turkey yeah. uh so i'm gonna go with chicken i'm gonna have some chicken to go with my dressing and you know what i'm, I'm okay with that that's fine i'm happy right now bryce you went deviled eggs round one what are you going well, round proteins two proteins are kind of sh- well i guess there's some protein in my eggs so um <laughs> i'm gonna go broccoli casserole all right what does that entail cheese broccoli and i think like ritz cracker crumbles and stuff Mm. pretty good i guess there's an egg in there i don't know yeah broccoli casserole sounds like a winner somebody doesn't pick my other thing but we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes you got a pick coming up in just a minute because shirley has back-to-back picks here shirley's got turkey and then what are you adding to your plate shirley could you please uh tell me what has been taken already all right so turkey uh for shirley bryce on his plate right now has deviled eggs and broccoli casserole Okay. Hmm. I have chicken and dressing. Okay. Chandler has ham and mashed potatoes. All right. I'm going to go with collards. Collard greens. You can have them. I like collard greens. Now it's Thanksgiving, Chandler. Let's be polite. I'm sorry. All right. I'm thankful for collards. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Turkey and collards. Shirley, what else are you adding to your plate? Let's add another vegetable because I'm a vegetable girl. Let's add some butter beans. Butter Butter beans. Butter beans. Let me get the butter beans. If I tell you what, Bryce, you didn't have to tell me. She's from Farmville. I can tell you. That's a Farmville girl right there. Yeah, loves it. Yep. All right, Bryce, back on the board with your broccoli casserole and your deviled eggs. I like some uh, candied yams. Mm. Ah, that's a good one. Dang it. Which I guess is that the same as like sweet potatoes? I don't ever know. No, I think candied yams are. So that's yams, and you got kind of the. Um, Honey glaze here. The glaze. Baked or something. Do you throw, what is it, cinnamon? I don't know how it's made. I just yeah. like eating it. Yeah. But uh, candied yams mm-hmm. is the pick there. Oh, man, I got so many casseroles ahead of me. It's just a matter of what I want here because my go-tos are that one and that one. I'm going to go sweet potato casserole. Mm, that's good over there. Sweet potato casserole. It's got the sweet potatoes. It's got the, the pecan oh, crumbles on top. Cinnamon. So good. So sweet. Mm. And I'm uh, I'm thrilled to have that on my plate. All right, we go to Chandler Honeycutt with two big picks coming up back-to-back here. I'm going to go with another casserole. I'm going to go green bean. Yeah. Mm, That's a good one, too. Yeah. I'm going to go green bean. Yep, that was the uh, other option for me there. All right, Chandler, as we begin round four, right now on your plate, you have ham, mashed potatoes, and green bean casserole. I I think through three rounds, you got to be pretty happy with your plate right now. Absolutely. 
but these these last three rounds are important too to yeah. top it off yes you could ruin your whole plate probably if and you, i probably will <laughs> but how do you start round four i'm gonna go oh my God. and i don't think this has been said if not i'm surprised but give me mac and cheese. Wow. Oh, Damn. You yeah. want to talk about a steal of the draft this late? One. I think mac and cheese pretty, yeah. Like homemade <laughs> mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Like homemade Man. mac and cheese. You know what? I like mac, mac and cheese goes great with ham, too. Oh, yeah. yes. It does. And mashed potatoes and gravy. Chandler, you are putting together. I am one hell of a Thanksgiving GM. <laughs> we one. have found your calling, son. <laughs> Thanksgiving. You are Mr. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. But let's see how it let's see. Let's see let's now. See how it turns out. All right, we go back to me. Okay, so what do I got so far? I got some chicken and dressing and sweet potato casserole. I like where I'm at right now. I need something probably green at some point. Mm. Or do I? Let's see. What else is on my normal plate? Mashed potato has already been said. Um Mm, this is going to be a boring pick, but it's needed. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're. At. This is a very boring pick. This is like, this is like a guard in football. Yeah, kind of boring, but you need it. It's a necessity, and it's good. I mean, you could get a Brandon Sheriff on your team, an All Pro guard. I'm going to go with just straight up corn. Mm, uh, I was okay. going cream corn in corn any that, variety. Like I am Cobb. going no, just straight up. Uh, and if y'all want to take maybe no i think i take the entire corn family corn fa- yeah you do but uh for me it's just traditional off the yeah. cob yeah buttered corn that's not a bad pick buttered corn. I, it's again it's, it's boring i think like it's fairly a good staple add some color yeah i need a little yeah. little color all right bryce you are up well this is um i just looked down at my phone this is i guess from a, a dare county manio um thanksgiving dad said uh oyster dressing you know i thought about that yeah because i've, I've, I've heard i've never experienced oyster dressing mm-hmm. but i know that there are a lot of people that use it as a traditional dressing for yeah. thanksgiving so we are we got to go to the judges here we got to have oh, a meeting because yeah, we said dressing but stuffing like, is different than the the dressing. dressing that i'm having right and i don't have oysters in my dressing i have a non so um, i'm gonna say give it to them are y'all cool with that yeah, we're we're gonna allow it. All right. I don't know. If I'm gonna put it on because I don't have turkey or ham on my plate, but uh, I've got it. So Bryce, right now, <laughs> a lot of sides is going with deviled eggs, broccoli casserole, candied yams, oyster dressing. I feel like there's got to be something there that can put that all over the I'm top and bring it together. If it doesn't get taken, so we'll so see. right now, turkey, ham, chicken are all taken. So you can kind of wait around on yeah, that if you want. See what's going on. I think unless somebody else takes the protein. Uh, all right, Shirley, back-to-back picks here for you. Um, I am going to go with pasta salad. Mm. Yeah. Pasta salad. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then I'm going to go with, um, could dinner rolls be? Oh, dang, dang it, man. <laughs> dang it! <laughs> so, mm. you know, because you got to have a little bread to go with everything. Mm. You I gotta did have a sopper. I did yep, this gotta have a sopper. in my head earlier today and what I wanted. And I I had that on my list. Dinner rolls was going to be my late pick. It was going to be like drafting a long snapper in the sixth round like the Panthers did a couple years ago. I totally forgot about it. God. John Moody tweeted me. He said, get them rolls clip. Oh, man. And I was like, John, you're right. I got to get that. And then Shirley snakes it. 
Good pick, Charlie. It's what happens when you're the number one pick. Yeah. In the number one spot. All right, Bryce, you're up again. All right, well, I need a protein. As been said, I've never had it for Thanksgiving, but I guess I'm making it a little untraditional pick, you know, like an odd, oddball pick from, like, a Europe football player or whatever, Australian rugby player, you know, yeah. going off the wall. I guess one of those basketball players and yeah. try to make them a tight end, right? Type I'm thing. going that route. So I guess a bone-in pork chop. Hmm. I mean, it's not traditional, but I need a protein on there. I'm interested to see how the pork chop goes with the uh, oyster dressing. Right. That's maybe a little funky, but I feel pretty good with yeah. my deviled egg and my uh, broccoli casserole. I think it could work. Well, I think it could work quite well. Big old juicy one. You know, the big, big old fat bone. By the way, I didn't say this, but what we draft is what we have to eat on this Thursday. Uh-oh. So, I hope, well, I'm hope. happy with what I got. <laughs> Everybody get, Bryce, get that pork chop I hope Mary, ready. my mother-in-law's <laughs> listening in. All right. I'm up again. Mmm. I am so upset that Rolls was taken. Rolls was so good. Like the Sister Schubert's. I like those. That, I got my list, Bryce, to yeah. get. That's on my list. Yeah. The Schubert's, whatever. <laughs> um, I tell you what, this could be a panic pick because of what Shirley did. You know, sometimes in a draft, it happens in fantasy, but sometimes real life, you'll they'll draft a receiver and then every other team, then there'll be a run on receivers. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to get one now. I feel like I need to go in the bread family because yeah. of what Shirley did. And I've got a couple in mind, but when I think Thanksgiving, I think of my my grandma and her kitchen, and she's making some good cornbread. Mm. So I think I'm going to go cornbread. Let me see how that would work with my meal here. Chicken dressing, sweet potato. Oh, yeah, I can put the cornbread and the sweet potato casserole. That'd be good. Give me uh, cornbread. Okay. So I went back to back cornbread, corn and cornbread, cornbread. getting corny. (laughs) Chandler, your final picks. You got two here. Make them count. Just recapping. Chandler has ham. Chandler has mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, mac and cheese. I think Chandler's got the MVP plate so far. Yeah. But this is important. How do you cap it off here? Yeah. Don't mess it up here. You've done so well. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna finish it off with this potato salad. Okay, Ooh, I don't hate it. Yeah. Don't potato hate salad. it. Okay, potato salad, and then I'm gonna finish it off with this. It might be more of a dessert, but I want something a little sweet. Monkey bread. <laughs> that sounds like more like Christmas. But we'll go Thanksgiving. <laughs> Monkey bread. All right. I, uh, okay. All right. You did. I mean, you did so well the first four rounds. Yeah. I don't even know if you could screw it up. Right. Like you got a this great play. pick. Yeah. Great play, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All so right. You ready for Thursday? I'm gonna wrap it up here, and we kind of said this earlier in the show. Is still out there. I don't know how this would be with uh, the chicken, but I love it on dressing. Hannah Manning says cranberry sauce. Get Hannah. Get out. Stop listening to the show. Get out of here, Hannah. You're banned. Come back <laughs> next Monday. You're banned Thanksgiving week. Um, I need some of that egg gravy to go on my grandma's dressing. So give me egg gravy. Kenny Curlin says, "Come on, Slim Eighty Pigtails." Well, I'm so. What is pigtails? Yeah. Uh, is this? Is there a separate round for desserts, or is this all together? 
I didn't. I didn't plan on that. Maybe that um, might be a good last pick for you. If you well, want this is my last pick. All right. Should we add a whole dessert round? Well, if we were to do that, would you change your monkey bread pick? Probably. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to allow you to change that pick, and we'll do a dessert round. Dang, because I don't want mine to get taken. Because I thought this okay. was the last round. Um, I tell you what, we'll just add a round. How about that? Uh oh. And you can add anything. I feel like mine's going to get taken. So if you want to pick your dessert now, you can. I think I do. All right. Pump, uh, we gotta go. I gotta have pumpkin pie with that with okay. cream on it. And Bryce wants to make sure he goes ahead and wraps that up. Yep. All right, Shirley, we are adding a round, so you got two more picks to wrap this up okay so what i have a dessert pick and then just one side pick or all we did we just added around so oh, just it, added around so it okay. can be dessert or non mm-hmm. i'm gonna go we're all gonna have a dessert it looks like though at the end yes. of this thing all right so for my dessert it'll be pumpkin pie no bryce just took that oh yeah. did he well, good thing okay. you picked it when you did pie. Uh, all right okay pie. well then i will go with a hershey pie oh like that layered pie oh the pie yeah yeah the hershey pie okay and you have Um, one more pick to wrap it up to wrap it up why don't we just do some classic oh well no because you picked green bean casserole so just standard green beans that's available okay so standard green beans i think so all right um Bryce, your final pick on your plate. Final pick. Let's look at Bryce's plate. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah. So he's got pork chops to go along with his deviled eggs, broccoli casserole, candied yams, oyster dressing, and pumpkin pie. I, I'm hungry. I'm ever. I mean, my I'm, mouth's watering. Yeah. Uh, I've got some flavorful things on there. Um, I mean, I'm pretty content with. Um, with my dessert normally so for some reason i'm craving lima beans okay lima beans we actually had a discussion earlier this week about lima beans versus butter beans oh and uh and the differences yeah all right so uh a green for bryce's plate i'll wrap it up with a dessert and i'm gonna go with now my favorite dessert is that chocolate cake we talked about yesterday seven layer but when i think thanksgiving i think more pecan pie oh so i'm gonna go pecan pie yeah good good solid pick all right and chandler your final pick i could go mr irrelevant i could go with that seven layer but i love a good apple pie oh yeah so you're doubling on desserts Mm -hmm. funky bread and apple pie okay and there it is folks the thanksgiving draft I think we all came away pretty happy I'm with happy. our our dishes, right? Mm-hmm. And Bryce, I think one year you should try the uh, pork chop for Thanksgiving. I tell you, I love some good pork chop, especially when you get that meat to th- that's on the bone. What did we omit? Uh, so nobody likes cranberry sauce around here. Uh, I'm not a fan. It's like some kind of jelly. What was our biggest omissions? Oh, Todd, crescent roll. Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that when I took cornbread. That would have been a good one. Oh, man, me and John Moody think alike. He said no apple pie, but I did choose the apple pie. Mm-hmm. Todd, crescent roll is good. Good call. What else did we miss uh, on our plates? Let us know. As you do, we'll take another break. We'll come back. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and we'll get Bryce's prediction for East Carolina and Temple. As we go to break, Wes Miller clapping, but his team is down nine. 
It is Ohio State 33, Cincinnati 24 as they play in the first half Maui Invitational on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professional. Professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Well, now we're all hungry. But we still got to wait a couple days for Thanksgiving. Bryce Williams joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll go Pirate Radio outdoors real quick. Bryce, uh, I guess uh, not a lot of hunting and fishing going on this weekend more of a football friends weekend or? Uh, it was but i was able to jump in the stand a few times um this weekend so still on the uh hunt for the you know a shooter buck i've had several small bucks show up and does um not as much i guess rut activity as i was hoping in my area of the woods i don't know how, how everybody else's uh, hunting experience to go as far as this rut but i've been able to get in the woods and thursday i'll be taking um my b- new brother-in-law jordan's um deer hunting and hopefully he can get him on his first deer he got a nice um young little seven pointer that uh would be a great deer for him to shoot and plan to you know take uh the rifle my dad gave me that i shot my first deer with so hopefully uh it can work out on thursday so um continuing on the hunt for uh some deer on the hunt yep. is bryce williams looking for that elusive uh big buck yep um when does the season wrap up uh i think this year it's january 2nd so they okay. gave us an extra day normally it's january 1 right. so i mean i still got you know right out a month a little over a month yeah. so you never know what can happen in the woods all right good deal bryce uh let's talk football east carolina uh i'm expecting a bounce back yeah but it could go the other way could be uh, hey let's fold it in it's yeah. uh this season's not what we wanted it to be. Let's uh, let's camp, uh, hold up shop. Um, I think it'll be the former rather than the latter. How about you coming up I on agree. Saturday? I think these guys are going to bounce back from uh, you know this loss. Um, I definitely think it's definitely an eye opener for the guys. I mean, obviously didn't obviously plan it to go the way it did Saturday, but uh, I'm obviously thinking a pirate win in, in the season. You know, seven and five. You know, not terrible. Um, you know, going to a bowl, so that's something to be said for that. Um, so. We're 14 point favorite. I would think we're going to. I'd like to see, uh, obviously, a high, higher scoring game on the Pirates' end. So, I mean, I'm thinking like a 35 to 24. Okay. You know, a little shy, you know, a little less than the 14 point favorite. But I think that'll be a win. And I'd love to see these guys finish their, you know, last regular season game with the win. You know, I haven't given a score yet, but earlier today I was thinking upper 30s to mid to low 20s, similar right to kind of so what you got. Little, same, uh, we got a wavelength there. going, yeah. I feel like. Uh, Chandler, how's your uh, Tuesday vibe 
feeling right now. Let's get a vibe check Chandler's with you. Tuesday vibe. You can hit uh, stop the music, by the way. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not the best vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the worst vibe? It could be the... No, it's not the worst are you vibe lukewarm? of the year. Are you lukewarm? I'm lukewarm. What temperature? You know what? Forget a vibe. What temperature are you right now? You're going to go Celsius or Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. All right. Bullets I'm, probably about, I'm probably about what it is outside right now. <laughs> Dang, you're really... That's more cold, bud. It's about 50... Chili. It is chili. Um, Speaking of chili, what do you like in your chili? Um, I like to put some cheese and sour mm-hmm. cream, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hot sauce. Gotta put some hot sauce We're gonna do a there. chili draft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I... I feel confident the Pirates can bounce back, but that performance Saturday really has put me in that I still really haven't got over yet. It's kind of like you ate uh, maybe something kind of onion heavy. You got that bad taste you in your mouth. Bad taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that Dorito. I, I'm just breath. not ready to bite into it. Keep burping up onions. Huh? I'm not ready to bite into it right yet. Right. Yeah. I had a really bad hangover. I'm not ready to drink any more cold snacks right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, but Saturday. now, but now come Friday. Yeah. Never know. I'll be ready. I might be ready. To Saturday night, it was like I'm never drinking again. I'm never I, drinking again. Oh, I'm God. never doing it. But and then you're you're starting to okay. Yeah. Maybe you'll have a couple, and then it'll turn into six, and then by Saturday you'll be taking down an 18 pack by yourself. Uh-oh. Yeah, ain't nothing. <laughs> ain't nothing. Nothing to it. Did y'all throw them back, Bryce? Or are you? Uh, uh, you know, we threw some back. I guess the sense was more of a steady. You know, you just kind of mm-hmm. kept the same vibe the whole day steady as she goes yeah we were controlled uh did you have any man i'm turning into an old man moments or are you like yeah a, when we had, when a toby we, keith ain't as good as i once was yeah, ain't we as good to, as i once was God, we went to you know downtown friday night and it just wasn't the enthusiasm in my personal thing you know just like man there's a lot of people and it's loud <laughs> drinks are a little more than i'm used to yeah they're a lot more expensive than what you can get you know per price you know a food line for a case you know so that's an yeah. old man thought that's like yeah. that commercial uh thinking like your parents or whatever yeah. yep. you're like you know i did the math here if i get an 18 pack I'm, mm-hmm. I'm paying like like 92 yeah. cents a beer right <laughs> you get a 12 ounce at the bar it's five bucks yeah wait a tick yeah so uh hey it happens yeah it but happens. it was still a good time it was worth it i'm glad to hear it. where'd you go downtown like where are the spots now uh we only went to one spot was uh the the nice classy 519 oh yeah old the old 519er yep they still playing like come on eileen and the same songs in there they, they actually are playing a little more i think it was more <laughs> uh newer songs which you know the dj's doing pretty good but i do yeah. like the older songs i like the uh the 519 uh soundtrack from yeah. my day yeah from back in the day yeah that was uh, a lot of 80s, 90s, stuff like that. All right, Bryce. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. What's your uh, plan for Thursday? When Thursday, do you all eat? Uh, I think we'll be eating lunch. I actually have two, and I don't know. I'll be when tomorrow night we'll be eating at my in-laws, just like uh, with Anna and the sister and brother-in-law and stuff. And so that'll be low-key. And then grandparents, her grandparents, um, Thursday at noon. And then... I would. Th- I know mom and dad are listening, so I'm assuming we're gonna have something to eat um, this weekend as well. So I'll be awesome. heading back to Winston. So there's uh, Brandon Walker, Barstool Sports, uh, is a Southerner from Mississippi, working with a lot of New York people and Northern, mm-hmm. and they think it's outrageous 
that he eats like at 11 a.m on thursday i've i've ate at like 11 11 30 yeah. noon my whole life yeah on thursday yeah i guess that is a southern thing more so yeah. than a northern thing yeah i like doing the doing the lunch because then you have leftovers available during right. the football games right. and all day oh, yeah i don't so, not starve all day i know that would be eat. torture yeah you have a good breakfast and then yeah. bam right, right. into it Bryce, enjoyed it, man. Thank y'all for See you next me. week. All right. Shirley Chandler, we'll see y'all tomorrow for another edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be here Wednesday, 3 o'clock. Uh, if all goes as planned, Chandler and I will be with you 1.30 uh, tomorrow. Uh, a little ECU basketball watch-along as the Pirates look to go to 2-1 and one, uh, during their showcase run here. The Gulf Show, Gulf Coast Show, whatever the hell it is. We'll talk to you Wednesday. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.